still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Good morning, everybody! Hello there, welcome to Wednesday. My goodness, it's Wednesday already. My name's John, how are you? There's Brady, there's Brett, there's Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness, and off we go for another day in paradise, although it's going to confuse you a little because it's really hot today. This is it. Nice in the mornings and evenings. Perfect. 106 in the afternoon. You'll be fine. Boo-hoo. It's one more. A little run with this, and then it'll be perfect. Don't worry about it. You live in the best city in America, and uh, people just don't don't know that, but it really is. It's awesome here. So we're starting to feel that crisp, getting ready for the uh, reason we all live here feeling, which is great. We just can't put our Halloween decorations up today. Good. It's too soon, and they look like garbage. I got two people in my neighborhood with all that trash in their front yard. We got Lasers one. Yeah. already up. Oh, it's not festive. It's just filth. Yeah. It's it just looks like you haven't cleaned your front yard in a long time. If it was two or three days before, again, this September Halloween thing is. How sad is your life that you need to be festive in front in the front yard for a month at a time? That's dedicated to one day. The ones I just see sadness. I see sadness when it's this early. There's something they're they're miserable inside. They're trying to grasp onto anything. That makes the people who do Easter or Valentine's Day decorations outside, and the whole place goes nuts. I just you're, you're just trying to avoid the truth, the reality <laughs> that your life is just awful. That's all I see. Speaking of, I got this email. I got it this morning. Then this guy named Jeff is emailed in, and he goes, "Dude, I'm 41. I'm back in the dating game. I went on a date last week. First time." Uh, I'd been with this girl and one of my first dates since my divorce. Uh, she actually asked me out. She said to me in an email, because we've known each other for a while, I'd love to take you to dinner sometime. I have the email. I have it. We had a good time. And then after a week, I hadn't really heard from her. So I called her yesterday and I said, hey, I had a really good time with you. Let's try that again. And she said an exact word. Sorry for the slur. I don't date. Word for cheap people. Right. I had fun, and then I paid, and you never offered, so I'll never see you again. Isn't it if you ask, you pay? I'm 41. I'm back in the dating world. I'm trying to be a modern man. Uh, there's no, there's a new way to trap us, boys. That's all I'm saying. Jeff, she's hot, too. I really screwed this one up. Yeah, you ask, you pay. Yeah. That's the rule, but again. At the same time. You're a guy. You're supposed you to. You have to offer. Even on the you ask, you pay. He's right. You, I agree. You, you're, you know, when do you not like, I've never done it where I'm like, not even reach for But do they? That's a double standard. It is a huge double Date, standard. Dating right. is different. I know. But she asked him out. She asked, says, I'd like to, in the, in the, in, I think the reason he was reiterating that he has the email, I have it. It says, I'd like to take you to dinner. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's like still, she wants to. He but, still but needed how, to ask. How yeah, much did yeah. he go out of the way? Yeah, maybe it, he did. Right. He never mentioned that once. No. Lose the alligator arms, and you know, I right. mean, you got to at least reach for the wallet. I don't think it's fair that he gets the alligator arms tag in this new world of I can do anything you can do. 
you know, it's not even new. It's the you know modern it, way. I'm going to ask you out. You play the game the old way. You want to do it. You want to do it the new way, where you're asking guys out. Then you do it the way guys have always done it. And you, he had, you an, kick he had an opportunity. There. I agree, but he, I, I know here's the opportunity that he um, had, but now he knows that yeah. she asked him out. She goes, "I want to take you to dinner." You're paying, and she's well, no, she's paying. And, you, and she's refusing, you know, like you want to say, you want to put in. And he's like, no, I asked you out. I'm paying for it. Okay, right. I'll let you do this as long as we can do it again. And I right. pay. Right. As long as I can take you out to dinner. Yeah. That's There's your follow-up. The whole reason If you had pay. a good time with it. Right. But And then she called you a slur anyway. You might have dodged a bullet on this one. But you have nothing <laughs> to lose. <laughs> she called him a Larry. And it's not fair. And she threw that bomb out instead of ever discussing it with him. Like, hey, you know, I, I was a little put off by the. Yeah, did he respond right. to the? Uh, I he, hope he responded with you, bigot. <laughs> Just make her feel terrible. But I guess that is true. So I kind of I emailed back with him and I said, look, I said basically that too. I said you could have offered. I understand what you're trying to do, and she's wrong. It's another girl test. It's a girl test, and nothing is ever legitimate. She didn't want to pay for dinner. She yeah. got mad when she had to. She wanted a man to step right. in there. And that I was reading about this the other day, too. They, they have a camp in uh, Colorado, a man camp. And it isn't about, like, being a modern man or trying to learn. It's like being a man. It's like dudes being men. Cowboy camp, which sounds kind of gay to me. A bunch of dudes you know, riding around, that? hanging out in the woods together, and ponies and... But they have cowboy camps. Now we're going out in the woods back. blindfolded. <laughs> it's very broke back. But they go out there and they say, you know, they're they're tired of, I guess it was more of a, they're tired of trying to figure it out. And they're just going to establish themselves as old-fashioned dudes. And if ladies don't like it, they don't like it. How do we break these fillies? Yeah. I, you know, I, when you talk to women, they're like, I want a guy who's this, but I really want like a, they want a rugged Marlboro man. They want a guy they want us to vacillate between their feelings, though. It's like sometimes they want you to be the badass that's kind of wandering around in the duster and the cowboy hat, tipping, you know, how you doing, ladies, and taking care of everything. And then every once in a while, they're in a mood where you're kind of their best friend and you're listening and you like to do the dishes. And <laughs> it's just, you can't win. We have fairly simple rules as men. Lick it, occasionally grab the bag. That's about it. That's really all we've got. If you're doing that, you're, you're keeping up. You're keeping up with everything. Just lick it. We like that. And uh, play around with it. That's really all we need. We're a lot easier, though. The, the rest is out. syrup on our ice yeah. cream. We're fine with that. We like the other stuff. But for the most part, if you're just keeping up with that, you got us. If you're not, then we're like, now we got to listen to you, too. You heard when Brad Williams was here that time. He goes, I made $35,000 in three days doing this corporate thing. And I came home and, you know, I told her, this is a huge weekend for me. Like a gigantic weekend, and uh, how about a little something for the effort? And she didn't even. And he goes, you know, I, I bring home thirty five grand. I don't even get a BJ. That's all we care about. I was like, we did our part. All we ask is you do this. What am I a prostitute? Yeah, no, yeah. not really. You're kind of my girlfriend or wife. You should want to be blowing it, me for thirty five grand. It just I think goes that's... a long way too. Oh, it, it just keeps us in. It just keeps us together. Like once we'll listen a lot longer. How your day went? We'll care. We'll pretend to at least. <laughs> is that all this is? I hate to kind of say it, but in a, in a small way, yes, yeah, that was part of the deal. 
When Debbie came over, Debbie, which one was 50 <laughs> Oh, my God, she's got her You know friends. the one at the... Oh, that Debbie, okay. She's at, um, she's at Becky's reception. Like, I don't remember who Becky is. Oh, what was the big ass, that's right. Oh, okay, the fat yeah. one. Yeah. That's how we have to be told. You know, she's the one who works over at the pharmacy. She's married to Todd. <laughs> which one was Todd? Todd is the tall one. He used to... Remember, he went to BYU. All right. Are you talking about the big fat lady and that bald guy? Oh, my God, you're an asshole, yes. <laughs> So the fat one that, that I was laughing at, it, you kept elbowing me because she would she ate everybody's lasagna. Okay, shut up. Anyway, she was at Becky's reception. What was I talking about? Thank God. I'm not the only one in the room who doesn't know. Yeah, so there's cowboy camp now. You can go up to Colorado and ride horses and say, sometimes you just got to spit on them. I don't know what they're teaching them up there, but cowboy camp. I'm interested in going because I think it's a bunch of dudes who have no idea what's going on. Well, you know that that one that went around, but it was more religious base. Oh, the man, that that was hilarious to me because that was just packed that, stadiums, yeah, fifty thousand lost dudes just looking for an answer, just trying to figure out what in the world do I say to one of them? And the dude who's teaching them wasn't he just banging everybody? He had like the original guy was that coach from Colorado, Colorado McCartney, coach, yeah. I think, or McCartney. And he's telling them how to be better at being husbands and yeah, better at being men. Son, I stepped outside the marriage. And he's posing on the road like crazy. <laughs> Funny, but yeah, you got that whole thing going on. So try to be a a decent person. But if a girl asks you to dinner, I would. You know what? If she's got the balls to say, "Hey, I want to ask you to dinner." Just say, all right, but I'm paying, like, right away and see where she sits, even if you don't want to. And if she says, uh, no, you're not, this one's on me, now you've established it. But if you, that's my rule. If you ask me to do something, you're paying for it. I'll t- but I usually do end up throwing at least, at least reaching, you know. I went out with Brett last night, cheapskate. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, even, don't he even. He didn't pay. I don't paid for even. all of it. I paid for We were at the pub and grub. You invited me. Oh, I invited you. You were there first. That's because I live close. That's pretty greedy. I invited you. Didn't you pay? Didn't even wait in the goddamn car until the guy who invited him got in there. Just got a seat and goes, all right, all right John Yahoo, don't even start. <laughs> yep. I whipped my card out. And what did they do? They gave it to the waitress, the whole crew. The oh, whole lies. Oh, that's I got exactly Three witnesses. And they all watched the card go to the waitress. <laughs> He's got this was the words I heard from my friend Mark, who just handed the, come on, a reunion at the pub and grub. And we had to, and I, I was blown away. I got to tell you, uh, how many, like seven, eight, nine drinks Yeah, at the pub and grub? 48 bucks. That's pretty good. I was spending $40 a drink at a place called Ambiente. 40 bucks a drink. 48 for like seven of them. At least. Yeah. At the P&G? Oh, yeah. At the pub and grub. No grub. The one so far away, that would be my, my place to do big. Place that hasn't changed since we were in Has Haskell. not at all. And Did you have any grub? No, I don't grub at the pub and grub. I'm on a cleanse, so I'm not eating right now. Oh, Thank right. God. Because that could have been dangerous. Although I hear it's great. <laughs> it is. And I had a couple guys come over and go, hey, are you Holmberg? And I'm like, yeah. I knew it. Thank you for coming to our little, and I believe he goes, uh, hole. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's he meant establishment, but, uh, he, yeah, you he, know, he in, his, confuses, in his words. He confuses the word hole with a, a lovely establishment. <laughs> I haven't been there. I haven't been to the pub. It's in Mesa, if you don't know. Pub and Grub is just kind of a, a cool dive bar in Mesa on, uh, do, or on Guadalupe and Alma School. 
And I used to go there all the time, way back in there. It's been open since 1984, and it has it's a time capsule. Has not changed. Never since changed. Yeah. Other than the TVs, I'm pretty sure everything's yeah. the same. You know, we used to go there all the time. And uh, still the same, still the same, I think the same unflushed urinal. It was pretty great. Oh, yeah. But the pub and grub was pretty good. But 48 bucks for seven drinks, that's unheard of. Unheard that's, of. That's where this guy should uh, invite that chick to go to dinner next That's time. exactly what I want to make it up to. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Thank you. Got pub and grub get you. But I did walk by, and, uh, and our, our friend Charles, who was there, said, you got to try the burger here. He said, you will be surprised how mm-hmm. good it is. I'm like, all right. So maybe a, a return to the pub and grub. It's so far away Triumphant from return. me, but uh, it's almost worth it. Almost. I don't know yet. i got to try the food. Yeah, we were at the pub and grub, but Brett didn't even, he didn't pay. He brought his girlfriend. Even she drank now. water the whole I time. For don't her. Even. Yeah, I know. She could have, she could have, <laughs> who knows what she could have done, kicked in. Still brought her. We should bring, uh, we should uh, invite DZ down there and have a whole Dobson reunion for oh you, my Charles. God. And- <laughs> Mike Clark's going into the... Dobson, I don't know if the football. Yeah, I don't know if you all saw, but uh, Dobson High School's doing its uh, it's in the papers. It's doing its uh, Hall of Fame inductees. Coach Mike Clark's getting in there over the way. Coming up here soon. So's uh, Coach Nancy Ellis. She dressed just like me. Coach them girls softball players. Coached them not only about uh, sucking softball, but sucking life as well. <laughs> Shoot, she taught them how to field a grounder. And how to eat hair pie and do it proper. Suck. <laughs> Can't wait to get inducted. There's going to be a tear down this side because it's going to make me remember the great Derek Zellner. Who, I'm going to have him induct me. <laughs> i got to wonder who goes to that. You should go. Oh, my God. Coach Clark. High school. Not too- I don't remember you. I don't remember you at all. You were one of them little sucks. I didn't, I didn't ever want to put on my football team because you didn't have size or shape of Derek Zellner. The great DZ, who I think if you're going to... In- Induct me into your Hall of Fame. We should officially uh, put that big 25-foot, 3-million-pound bronze statue of Derek Zellner out in front and rename this place Dobson Zellner High School. He won us a state championship back in 87. That's going to get me into the Hall of Fame. It's it's amazing how many people, I mean, so it's not like a thousand, thousands of people that show up, yeah. but Torp got inducted to his high school, but he was... You know, he brought the whole 80, family and stuff. He's 83. Grandview yeah. High School. But it's more but just the, like you stayed in the community. people that come over there that are curious. Oh, what what is this? The high school. Who is curious about a high school Hall of Fame that would actually visit it? People that went to that high school. There's, there, I'm telling you, there's a contingency of people that would come by and say, oh, this guy's getting inducted. I want to see who that is. Or Really? What, what's this all about? Because like you, I mean, like, planet? have you ever seen the induction? It's got to be just a little display case in the no hall, interest. right? I, I haven't. And there's some people that just like, you know what? I've never gone to one. Yeah. The name. Did we have one at Dobson High School? I, didn't I think all high schools do. It's got to be just a little display case. Yeah. yeah. I bet you you did and you didn't realize it. I don't remember one at Gilbert, but I would never attend. A, like, that is the lowest achievement ever, I think. <laughs> this would be like a high school Hall of Fame. No offense to Torp. But it doesn't yeah, seem I mean, like, you well, know, I mean, he's 80. It was more like he stayed in the community. A, he was he was active with everybody, stuck around the high school. And another remember uh, stuff, so. buddy of mine who um, was a pitcher for the A's, he got inducted to his high school in Oklahoma, right. which there's nobody, I mean, right. you know, at the time. Well, of course he, he did. He went back there. He went pro. Yeah. So they're just glomming on to, that's them. That's them inducting themselves into his Hall of Fame. Like, he's actually gotten famous. So then they're going to hang their hat on his. Yeah, and that's usually there's someone... It came out of the Gilbert 
tigers that uh, went on is to there, the next who's level. Who's most famous? Gilbert Tiger. Got me. That's that. how. That's how famous it is. I, Derek I Zellner. I can't think of one. That's Dobson well, High's number one. <laughs> Derek Zellner. I don't even. I don't know if we had. I mean, we had a uh, TJ and TJ Wright played for the Rams. I don't think we had anybody. I wonder I if Doug remember. King seen the Dobson. for what though. Swimming? Nah, nobody cares. That's the thing. Nobody cares about famous swimmers unless they're Olympians. But that's where they pull out, you know, people yeah, like that. That's go into my the... point. They're just, they didn't do anything. I love Doug. He's a good swimmer, but he didn't do anything with swimming. He's, a, he's got a job. That's the thing for me. If you didn't take the thing that you've got to the level of like remarkable, then what's well, the point? Unless you're Michael Phelps or Greg Luganis, nobody remembers swimming. Nobody cares. The All American. Only the high schools. Right, but then, but my point being, who goes to these things? Nobody cares except Doug and his family. Good for him. That's great. Yeah. And the high school, but nobody cares unless you go pro. Like if unless you're a football NFL player or you're a you know baseball or whatever, nobody's gonna nobody cares. Like Brock Purdy, he went out to what was he a Pinnacle or whatever high school he went to. Nobody even knows that, and he's from here, so he went to a high school out here. And he's going to go into their Hall of Fame, and people will be like, "That's a good one." Yeah, there's that's there's a, a real couple of good Gilbert one. quarterbacks right now in college football. Can right, you? that's great. And if they ever achieve anything outside of that, yeah, come on. So maybe Doug goes to the Swimming Hall of Fame. No one will care. No, I know. I love Doug. Right. No one will care. And if you even use that as a pitch line, hey, you know, I'm in the High School Hall of Fame. Like that's pathetic. Stop telling people that. That's that is sad. Don't lead with that. That sounds like an accomplishment that you should have stopped being proud of at age 18. And high school put me in the Hall of Fame. What'd you do with it? Nothing. I'm an accountant. I sell insurance. Yeah, you don't lead with that. It's in my garage. You, said, you don't tell the never school. Tell anybody. Go screw yourself. I don't want it. No, I might, actually. They've asked me to host things before. I'm like, what are you, crazy? I don't want to celebrate. Yeah, like, I don't oh, want to celebrate high school. I'm done with high school. The whole idea was to get out of high school. We want to bring you back and put your face on the wall. Why? You guys hated me when I was there because I've accomplished something since I left. Nobody, I don't was, put me in front of seventeen-year-old women. Yeah, I don't. yeah, there's that too. But there's, yeah, I don't want to get tempted. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, you guys were the ones who sent me into every room, telling me I'd never amount to anything. You did nothing to help me. You know, you keep this garbage up, chatting during class with the voices and the nonsense. You're going nowhere. Okay. It's exactly what I do for a living. What they told me it would kill me is exactly why I made uh, anything out of my life. Everything they tried to stop me from doing in high school is what I do every day. <laughs> Quit making fart sounds, John. <laughs> You'll see. I got sent away a thousand times for the only teachers that got it, like Mr. Delergo, who I loved, would always joke around with me. He's like, you're just funny. I'm like, thanks. I think you get it. All these other teachers hate funny people. He goes, eh, they're, you know, losers. They hated me. Mr. Craig didn't appreciate it? No. He hated me. I had two or three. There was one teacher that used to... You weren't to... trying to take over the class. Never, but I talked but a lot. It just bothered And I would, I would make... Like, he would say something, and I'd have a smart-ass remark. And the class would laugh. And what they hated was when you got one over on them. What what teachers truly hate is a good smart snotty kid. A smart joke. Not like I wasn't going low hanging. Like I'd I'd hammer a good one out. But another one that's going into the Dobson Hall of Fame was a guy named Rick McConnell. And I thought he thought I was funny and he was doing a thing about breathalyzers. And he's like, uh one of the girls in the class said, and then this cop just says to me, 
okay, open your mouth and blow. And I'm like, are you sure you're talking about breathalyzers? Ah, ha, ha, everybody in the class laughs. And Rick's like, all right, that's it. You're out of here. I don't know why you even try that stuff. What, what are you thinking? And I'm like, because it's hilarious. That was a good one. Like, she started it with her blowjob talk. All right, you're out. So I had to sit out of his class for two weeks because uh, the things I was doing was detrimental to my future. <laughs> And he was just a mad teacher. And then you realize, oh, they're just dudes making 18 grand a year dealing with kids. That's not fair. And of course they want you to be quiet. They're trying to get through their day. They're, they're poor. They're miserable. Uh, they're babysitters. And they, but then they call me back and say, we'd love to have you back. Are you kidding me? You guys told me, I'd, you constantly, on a regular basis, everyone in school told me, you're not going to amount to much. My counselor, you know, you got to stop. You got to figure out what you want to do. This uh, joking around and. Sure, maybe it's funny, but it ain't going to work. Okay. I'm looking at the Gilbert Hall of Fame. There's yeah. nobody. There's nobody. You nobody, don't care. Nobody wants right to now. go to it's that. It's so funny because humor the, on the jabbing gets you, it bothers the teacher. Oh, yeah. Whereas uh, the funny, being the funny guy in the class, for, it was rewarding. It, it was sh- shouldn't have been. I had a few. Like you'd, get a, you'd just get, you'd automatically get a C because you're in the class. You're Right. You got Casual C's. funny ha-has and, uh, you know, just a... Yeah, but you were behaved and probably did skits for the teachers and, like, wrote... Yes. Yeah, like, you did, like, dances and things like that. I was, oh, yeah. I was the silver-tongued, sharp-jabbed writer in the back of the room. And the worst thing was I would tell the... And you could take the me. teacher. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I could spin them. If they, would, want, if they wanted to verbally like, go. Yes. I mean, they were smarter than me. There's Dobson High notable alumni. I know Paul Swingle. He played pro baseball. He yep. deserves to get in. Jake, Be- why am I not in this if Jake Bell is in there? <laughs> Who's Jake Bell? Uh, he's an author, apparently. Singer and filmmaker Marianne Dessard. Never heard of you. Nick DeWitts played pro basketball. All right, you're in. But that doesn't say in the NBA. He might have gone to Italy or something. Some pro golfer, two-time yeah, PGA Tour winner, says Revy. All right, that's a Dobson. Mickey McConnell, professional basketball. You're in. Woman soccer. And Julie Johnson. Yeah, we know about her. That's a big one. She did not play soccer at Dobson, it says. But they still took her into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but she's for, the alumni. But she's famous outside alumni. of school. How is Derek Selner not in there? Well, should we add him? It's a Wikipedia page. Should we add him? Add him. Right. Immediately. Erase everybody else and add him. <laughs> Edit that. DZ. Forever and ever the greatest athlete in the history at Dobson High. Yeah, I just don't, you know. Not to get off on that. But they only take advantage. Like, Dobson, like high school uh, Hall of Fame... Is for a teacher who stayed there for 80 years or them glomming on to your success and trying to act like they had something to do with it. I can say it clearly. High school had nothing to do with uh, me being anything later. You know what made me more successful in life? Working at Tony Roma's at age 15. That taught me how to hang out with adults. That taught me how to become a human being. It taught me so much more than high school could have ever taught me. Socially or otherwise. It taught me about money. It taught me about work ethic. It taught me all sorts of stuff. High school, nothing. It was babysitter time. And all they did was try to screw around with you and tell you that you were going to fail. None of them were encouraging me. You got to have a... And the big thing they tell you in high school, boy, I hope a bunch of high school kids are listening. Talk about uh, you need a second or a fallback plan. Oh, go f*** yourself. If you know what you're doing, go for it. Quit with a fallback plan. That's a plan to fail. Fallback plan is an immediate plan for failure. When you don't get the thing you wanted, what are you going to do? That's not achievement. That's not ambition. Make your fart joke. John, you're going to do great at Romas. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was awesome. They, they, that's what they kept. So you're going to be a manager at Tony Romo's the rest of your life. Right? Seems all right for now. And they were mad that I was working. Yeah, they didn't have any intention. I was respectful. I didn't disrupt class. Yeah. But when the opportunity arose to have a moment, I, I grabbed it. And usually. It's on the tee. Usually. Every, yeah. When they put one on a tee and you're like. So hard. Oh. I never once made a joke about Mr. Ryden's hairy nose. There it was sitting right in front of me every single day. That's low-hanging fruit. Yeah. Alan Gully said something. Will you shave your nose, dick? And then he was out for two weeks because they got into an argument. And Mr. Ryden had hair growing off of his nose. A lot of it. A patch. And every three weeks or so, it would go away. And then two days later, you'd have like a five o'clock shadow nose. It was the most hair. Like a vine. It was, no. It was a carpet. It was like a stamp of hair. Like lots of hair. Not a hair. Hairs like wow. hair. like more hair than Strip I have on my right head. Down the nose. And it was a square. Oh, it's not saying much. It, no, 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 that is true. It's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, it went down from the curves of his nose all the way over the top, like little mastodon. Wolf boy. Yeah, he was a wolf boy. Only just here, not on his face, not anything. Why don't you shave your nose, dick? <laughs> all right, Alan, I've had it with you. And Alan had to go lumber down the hallway after telling Mister Rodney had a hairy nose. But we all thought it. And of course, the thing that really made him mad was when after Alan said it, we all went. <laughs> Laughing, somebody brought it up. So I'm going to Smoker's Corner anyway. <laughs> I needed to smoke anyway. <laughs> Poor Mr. Ryden, trying to teach us algebra and growing hair on his nose and realizing it was going to eventually be a target. And it was. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, that's what a high school Hall of Fame should be. Teachers with obvious problems. Ms. Irwin, who was a little person. A constant stories at Dobson High School that she was once leapt over. No one knows the truth of the story. Everybody's heard, that was my buddy who jumped over Miss Irwin. You're right. Yeah, she should be in the high school Peg Hall of Fame. Peg Leg Slager should be Peg in the Peg Slag should be in there. Those are the high school Hall of Famers that still managed a 20 to 30 year career tolerating us despite being completely physically targeted by kids. People jumped over Mrs. Irwin. Harry knows a Mr. Mr. Biden riding or whatever his name is, riding. Terrible. Wally Nicewanger. <laughs> that dude uh, should, yeah. Mr. Nicewanger. Carl Glasscock should be in the high school Hall of Fame. That dude That dude made it with high school kids every day. Six times. Well, that sounded bad. Six classes a day. He Talk. made it through. Made it through okay. the day. Not just made it with. He might have, but I don't think Mr. Glasscock did that. My favorite Simpsons episode was when uh, the door opens at the school and, and Principal Skinner says, I can assure you there'll be no more making fun of your name, Mr. Glasscock. And then he walks away and I'm like, we had one of those. <laughs> Only for a year, though, Carl Glasscock. I guarantee you he hung himself. So yeah, high school Hall of Fame. And I drove by last night after I left the pub and grab yeah. It's on the marquee. The wrestling coach is getting in. The, the softball coach is getting in. Coach Clark. We're all getting in there. And that they deserve it because they've been tolerating high school kids. I don't think any of the kids get in. They'll never ask me to be. Ian Schwartz will be in there. Ian Schwartz went to Dobson High School. They'll ask him. Local, not in the Sports Hall of Fame. Whatever that was, they had an author and stuff in it. Well, I don't think authors notable alumni. Oh, okay. I'm not one of those. (laughs) But somehow or another, some author, and they didn't even include the book he wrote. How good an author are you? If I don't know what book he wrote. Because I'm an author, too. Microsoft Word for Dummies. I have books no one's read. I'm an author. I'm going to petition for Ian today. Yeah, let's get, get him in. in there. Yeah. Plus, because of his uh, penchant for male company, it looks good on their resume to have a gay one in there. 
gotta be a softball player in there somewhere. I'm gonna look at that. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. It soccer. Makes me laugh. soccer. That's close. But my only question, I understand they haven't, but like who would who would go to it and where is it and who visits it outside of the it's the same as the radio. Only, only the people know, really. Nobody listening out there knows there's a radio hall of fame. Yeah. No one. And I felt bad telling Susan when she got inducted into it. I'm like, I didn't know she was inducted. And I'm like, ugh. It's just sad people in the business that have to have a pat on the back from other people because they don't, they're not real comfortable with their own accomplishments. Well, I'm being inducted on Thursday. Well, I, I, not everybody's bad. <laughs> I tried to spin them like, oops. I'm not. I don't want anything to do There's with it. There's occasionally that. good ones. Yeah. Uh, they put anybody in there that'll. Uh, they. It's. Terrible. Pat McMahon's in there, right? Oh, twice. Because they thought he was going to die, and they put him in there, and then he's still alive oh, today. we had him in already. I'm still oh, I'm back in the Hall of Fame after my Hall of Fame induction. I did so much more for radio, they double inducted me. <laughs> I've penetrated it twice. I've, I've double penetration of the Radio Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's in there for all sorts of stuff. But they, they're, they're happy with it. And then you go talk. In front of a bunch of other radio Of your peers. Ah, peers schmears. I don't like anybody in this business. I like Tim uh, from Tim and Willie and beyond, whatever he's done since. He's in it it for sure. He told me once, he goes, I'm going to nominate you. I'm like, I'm not showing up. Oh, you're getting in there. And I'm like, no, I'm not. You're doing the speech then because I'm not going to that. The first thing I'd say on the podium is I never liked this business. I never liked most of you. (laughs) You're mostly sad. I'm sorry. I don't like most of you. This is a sales thing. It's uh, They do it because then they can sell themselves. Who inducts you into the Hall of Fame while you're still working? That's what I don't get. Half of them are in the Hall of Fame, still have jobs. It's true. You're supposed to do it after you retire. Was it a... Because you could still screw that up. You could... Like, if they'd have inducted OJ into the Hall of Fame, like they did, but, I mean, while he was still playing, they'd have had to remove him while he was still playing because he murders people. Yeah, you can't do that while they're still playing. They could do terrible things during their career. Got to wait it out, man. Anyway, it's crazy. You're not getting in. Brett's not in his Gilbert Hall of Fame. Does Gilbert nope. have anybody? Did you look? No, Nothing. I looked. I didn't see anything. Oh, there's some people in there. Yeah. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah. Just remember, kids. High school. Not in the outside. Sort of meaningless. It's a nice, fun time. Just get through it. I told that to... My friend's kid the other day, like, how you doing in school? He goes, fine, good enough. And I'm like, just get through it. It's just a formality. You'll roll in, you'll roll out. Then life starts. It's nice. It's a fun time with your friends. But you're being babysat from age 14 on. The only way you know about the uh, high school Hall of Fames is if you're contacted. Right. <laughs> I would, but the first thing, we'd like, we'd like to put you in the Hall of Fame. Like, I didn't have any idea that was a thing. Where is it? It's in the hall. Oh, I'm never going back in there, so there's no point. I have no intention of setting foot in my high school again. For badminton, I played one year. <laughs> I played a year. We had, there's a Hall of Fame for that, but I never really made it in badminton. You're doing a lot of great things. All right, we got a women's basketball player in notable one. Haley Cavender. Oh, the Cavenders went to Gilbert? Those are the chicks hey, that are hey. just, they're the NIL girls. They're making a fortune off their, their uh-huh. she's a twin. So her and her sister are playing for Miami. And they are they've gone viral mopping up uh, cash through their uh, really? check out their Instagram page. It's all about their butts. Nice job, Gilbert High. <laughs> A couple of sweet ass twins out there. We'll put them in the Hall of Fame. That's what they should do too. Oh, is Petersons put the hot chicks that went to school like Christy Greenway should be in the Dobson High School Hall of Fame. Oh, 
Jack I Plummer. I thought, what? Got the drummer from Lifehouse in there. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> That's a low bar for Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's great. I thought this said Jake Plummer for yeah, Jack, Jack Plummer. Yeah. It's very close. Yeah. He played for three different colleges. Yeah, I don't get it. Got nothing. I mean, it means something to that person, but I mean, like you said, Doug King, our friend Doug King, goes into the Dobson Hall of Fame for swimming. Come on, Doug, you're better than that. You know, don't be, don't be all you know braggy about it. He'd make jokes about it. And who are you talking to when they give you? Is it a ceremony? You just go tell your family how happy you are to be in the this administration, your family and friends. You still know the administration? No, I haven't been there. Somebody contacts you. All new am. They don't know me. Hilarious. So don't offer Dobbs, and I'm not interested. I don't think they were going to. Based off everything they told me while I was there about what a loser I was going to be, to have the nerve to call me back and say, you've done great for yourself. Would you like to be in the Dobson Hall of Fame? Oh, sure. You'll love the speech. You know, every one of you people told me I was going to be a loser. Here's Brady's. Upper Arlington. They got some people. Yeah. Beverly D'Angelo. Oh. Yeah. That's a good one. Uh, Jack Nicholas, of course, is your big boy. Did he go to that school? He did. That's why they. That's they how he got named the name. it after him. Oh, that was he because, got named after got. the. So school. Golden Bears. The Golden Bears was first. Okay, so that was it. You got two real good ones. Everybody else is nobodies. No one in my uh, silver medalist Abby Johnson. That's pretty good. She she actually achieved something. High school Hall of Fame. High school Hall of Fame. Ends the day they give you that paper and say, go live your Check life. Check out Grandview High School. That's sports. That's a good I doubt one, if he'll, that would be the sports, but he probably wouldn't be under the notable. No, he's not a notable yeah. alumni. Yeah, they just they have their high school Hall of Fame, like a dude who ran for 300 yards 10 times. Grandview High School. So there's like <laughs> 300 of them. There it is. What if he's like the only one? What a beautiful... Where, how far away is Grandview from? Oh, they got nothing. They don't even have... Ten minutes. They don't even have notable people at it. Anyway. <laughs> High school is always, you know... I always feel bad for the people who are... Who miss it to the point where they never actually live their lives. I know two girls... That had such a great run in high school. That's why I always said peaked in high school. That such great runs in high school that they thought the world was going to be theirs. And then I remember seeing them at MCC. And they were dying to get the clicks back together. Wouldn't give me the time of day in high school, but I see them at MCC. Oh, my God, it's John Holmberg. How are you? I'm like, you didn't, you didn't even want to talk to me last year like in high school. Now you're desperate for comfort because you're not the most popular thing on the campus. Nobody cares about you. It was destroying them. And that's why I think a lot of those hot girls put 15 pounds on their freshman year. They're not getting catered to anymore. Pizzas. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're getting catering. They're, they're getting catering, <laughs> all right. And then they put on 15 pounds and then, what are these bumps? What have I done? <laughs> My life is over. Because you slept with like nine guys to try to get popular again. You end up with the ASU scourge, which is called herpes. <laughs> ASU hands out herpes more than diplomas. <laughs> I wonder if that's You get credit true. for it now. Oh, yeah. It's a class. How to handle your herpes 101. Half credit. You can scrub them off with sandpaper, but you're just going to cause a bigger issue with your underpants. Yeah, the ASU uh, STD class, has that's probably a real thing. It's probably a whole wing. That's probably they've expanded so much into the West Valley. 
uh, at 620. If you're in your high school Hall of Fame, I apologize, but it does mean absolutely Congratulations. nothing. The rest of the world, is it's, it's fairly sad. If you're bragging about it, I wouldn't maybe have a plaque in my closet like, yeah, I'm in there, but I don't like people to think that I'm celebrating that. you got to accomplish more than high school. Life is a lot more than those three and a half, four years. Let's get ourselves a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, a good one! And we'll scream it together. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98KUPD. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. I got another email from a guy who says uh, he's, he's struggling with it. The guy that was dating, although the Al Bundy emails have come rolling in like crazy, and I'm laughing <laughs> very hard at those. Uh, a guy says, uh, modern day dating. That dude who got invited to dinner with that girl a week ago, we read her email, or his, says, uh, you know what you should do as a man nowadays? Just keep buying cars and guns and be happy by yourself. <laughs> my friend, uh, I have a friend named Brian who goes, my, my yank game is stronger than any woman could ever do. Because I'm so comfortable with myself by myself, it's great. I'll go out with a girl and said inevitably they'll start saying something like, well, I thought we were going to spend the day together. Nope. We were going to have fun, and then it was over. It was over for that day, and then maybe later. But why can't I come over? Because i got to go yank it. There are a lot of guys in that. Then this whole SeekingArrangements.com thing, that it's, that's where people are leaning now. And I admire the women on SeekingArrangements.com who are basically saying what dudes have always wanted to say. Let's just make this an arrangement. I tell, a, I tell a friend of mine on a regular basis, you don't pay a prostitute for sex, you pay her to leave. That's it. The, the money on the counter is so she goes home at the end. And there's no more of that. You want anything else? You've given me all that I needed here from you. I'm drained. Yeah, Thanks. Now, now, I can't do that. Uh, I, I, don't, like, I don't know. If I was ever a single man again, that would be the probably the route I'd want to go. Let's just make this a transactional thing. You're probably going to hate me soon. <laughs> and I don't need that. I don't need the ear beating for where I parked or whatever I've done wrong. I'm sure I've done something wrong. But the, uh, yeah. So that takes a while. You've got at least, you know, two or three months to find that out. Yeah. Well, we all have a friend, though, all of us in this room, who's trying the prostitution route, but he keeps falling for them. And that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous animal, too. Because it's more than just a hooker off the street. Like, they want to hang out. Can't turn a hoe into a house. That's exactly right, Bert. <laughs> so it is. It's tough. It's a tough world out there. Women have it worse than us as far as trying to figure out dating Darryl situations. Daryl Hammond. What was his saying? You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. It was that his yeah, example? Yeah, yeah, it's a f- truth. And he tried. And he tried. <laughs> yeah. And he found out that while the woman he was living with was, uh, when he was at work, was uh, charging her his neighbors for sex. <laughs> it's the way he found her. He's like, yeah, I thought she was normal. And I come back, and it turns out my neighbor's been paying her pretty well to have sex with her when I'm on the road. Now, that's pretty great. So, it is tough. Dating world, got to stink. Sorry, everybody, for having to do it. 
the Uncle Ricos are out in full force. This one guy's like, my brother is an Uncle Rico. He's in the, his high school Hall of Fame back in, in Illinois. <laughs> That's all he talks about. And we call him Uncle Rico to his face, and he's still okay with it. Glory days, man. He just recently started driving for Amazon. So, you know, it worked out. If you win the Heisman Trophy and don't go further, you're considered a bust. If you impress me with your high school skills and then tell me, well, I was this, I was All-American, I did this, I did that. And then I'm like, well, what happened? And my first question is, what happened? Why did it, what, where did it all go wrong? What do you mean? I'm in the High School Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, but from there, nothing? Right. All right. Well, thanks, Uber driver. That was impressive, but I guess it didn't really pan out. It's like the dude in Varsity Blues that showed up at the high school uh, party still. Yeah, He's 30 years old wearing the Letterman's jacket. Yep. Still, It's still awesome. Ugh. Yeah. What is awesome, though, and it is it kind of ties together here, today is a humongous anniversary, a humongous anniversary, gigantic. In the, in the world of uh, pop culture, it is one of the biggest days ever. It is the 46th anniversary of Fonzie jumping the shark, which has now become the, uh, the phrase for when something is jump the shark. For instance, this show, probably about 2009, and that's okay. <laughs> Somehow or another, we've hung on. But yeah, jumping the shark was the, the, the people who don't know in happy days, for some reason, Fonzie went from the cool dude who lived in someone's attic, still not sure how that made him cool, uh, to a water skiing super champion who jumped over a shark on water skis. And was it or was it his motorcycle? No. Why would he jump a shark on his motorcycle? I thought it was a shark No, No, he was water skiing, which oh, makes, that's, which why it makes even less. And Richie was I'm driving. Of, uh, pinky. There it is. There's shark in the water. They have him. The shark uh, wearing his leather jacket too. Yeah, he's always in his leather jacket. And then right there in the real episode, to be continued, Henry Winkler leaping over a shark that's in a small, circled-off container. For some reason, these nobodies from Milwaukee went over to Los Angeles and became like everybody knew who they were. But Fonzie jumping the shark uh, created the jumps the shark. Moment. That is where the show officially went like, wow, what is going on with this show? And from there on, there have been moments like that's when this jumped the shark. And now jump the shark has jumped the shark. Saying jump the shark is no longer something people like doing. But think of all the TV shows that did it. The first one that comes to mind for me is always Different Strokes. Different Strokes was my first like, whoa, this show doesn't know what to do anymore. And they got to the the, the true jump the shark moment of entertainment is introducing a new cute kid. Re, re, or, yeah, because it replaced someone. Because Gary Coleman got creepy. Yeah. He got weird, and he kind of got a little older. And then, every, But by the time Gary Coleman got creepy, we all, uh, as Americans, realized he wasn't 8 when he started. He was like 14. So now we want him to play pretend to be 12, 13, and he's 19. And it was weird because he started to take on like manly features, and we're still trying to believe he's in seventh grade. That's every show. As soon as they bring a new kid in, yeah, it's, it's over. done. It's over. So they family him. ties, cousin B show, Danny Brady Cooksey. bunch. Yep. Cousin mean, Oliver wasn't. He was a goof. Just a. They thought they had a good idea with like this kid that was going to enter in every once in a while. He was hated so much immediately. He only yeah. did like four episodes, and they got him out. But again, he was the, let's see if we can get a cute kid in because Bobby and Cindy are kind of creepy right now and the other kids are gone. And a handful puberty. pulled it off for a while, like bewitched. Well, that was just Back replacing, they just replacing them. Yeah. yeah, that's and it, different. It seemed like. Yeah, that's not, that's not like adding somebody. When your show's starting to get like the cute kid syndrome, 
Uh, the, uh, then Danny Cooksey came in, and everybody hated him. He was the little hillbilly kid on on uh, Different Strokes, and the little white redheaded ginger nightmare that came in for no reason at all. Uh, Mr. Drummond started to date some Southern Belle. Who was the guy the that was uh, notorious? Uh, not Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Yeah, yeah Ted, Ted McGinley. McGinley's on your show. It's over. It's over. It's the end of it. You're going to jump. Right. Yeah. If he, if he showed up, and he was on Happy Days shortly after the shark jumping, you're like, this is over. He did it to Married with Children. Yep. He did it. So Jumping the Shark is very real, but it is the anniversary of Jumping the Shark. And you always worry when they introduce that new person. Like, is this it? Is this where it jumped the shark? You Again, know. it's usually the kid. I yeah. mean, Raven Simone jumping on the Cosby show yeah. and just all that. <laughs> That's when it's over. Yeah. Because all the kids got older. And you're like, why is Theo still living at home? He's 30. Did Happy Days do a final episode? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. No, because the show was so over. Didn't Richie come I back uh, or something? I think Richie made one appearance, but Richie wouldn't, like, Ron Howard wouldn't come back to that show, and they kept writing his parts, and he was on the phone. He got married on the phone on the show. Yeah, Lori Beth. That. Yeah. Fonzie was the proxy. Then Fonzie became a high school teacher. I mean, it really went off the rails. Like, Fonzie and was... That's, yeah, I mean, once it jumped... I didn't. Oh, I barely went. recall that was on water skis. Yeah, no, that's I just where it remember was. they were circled in a the sharks were in a <laughs> caged area or something. <laughs> yes, caged sharks were uh, just flopping around in the parking lot at Arnold's. Yeah, you just have them in a tank, I guess. But that would have been easy on the motorcycle. Easy. Real worried because Fonzie wasn't known for his water skiing skills, especially in the ocean. But there's Richie. He's so cool, he can do it. Yeah, Richie was. Uh, <laughs> the final scene. Final Ted McGinley. Final. But listen, you've got to stop yeah. crying. The tears are running down your nose and into my champagne glass. <laughs> and Al and Ted McGinley. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, Richie came back so with a mustache. Ago, I remember when we that. first met, I was going to pound you in some alley, huh? Oh, yeah. And here we are at your sister's wedding. Richie. Danny. Oh, yeah, they had that other kid. That oh, they brought a too. kid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> McGinley it. and a kid. It's over. Don't even film a last final se- it's, uh, yeah. scene, you know? It is... Uh, so strange, but jumping the shark is a very real thing. Very real thing. And I find it, you know, like you can see it in tons of different shows, too. Man, it went to 83, 84 season. Oh, yeah. it was Well, it's only 10 years. And it feels like it was on forever and ever and ever. It was on from 72 to 83, 84, 10, 11 years. A monster. But you think about 10, 11 years shows now. Like, you know, Seinfeld lasted nine years. People say Seinfeld jumped the shark when Larry David left for a couple of years. And in all honesty, though, that's when the show just got insanely funny. Not because Larry David was gone. It just it got so dopey. Like it, it, it went weird for like a two year stretch. But some of the best episodes came out of that. But that's when a lot of people say it jumped it. It officially died because of its finale. It's one of the worst finales in television history. What was it they wound up in jail or yeah, something? Seinfeld's finale is horrible. He's uh, horrible. Back in the. Uh similarity as uh, Russell Brand. They're Ooh. bringing back Seinfeld. Because well, he, he likes young girls. Shoshana yeah. Lonstein. She was uh, 17. He's, yep. He went back and said, well, she was 18 when we finally started dating. Right. But they dated for four years. But he picked her up at the high school fourth period. There's been several. Date. He was 30, yeah, 38 a lot, a at the time. A lot of comedians have kind of uh, come back on Seinfeld saying he's got a thing for young girls. Even in the show, sometimes like there's going to be when that all gets revealed, if it ever comes out, there's a few episodes of Seinfeld where Denise Richards is the 15 year old daughter of Russell Dalrymple. 
and uh, or, I think that was his name. And he was the head of NBC, and his, his daughter comes home, and he and George are staring down her shirt. And she's 14 or 15 years old. And they even make the point of like, look, it's good cleavage. It doesn't matter how old she is. Age, and Jerry's big speeches, it doesn't matter how old they are. Cleavage is cleavage. And if, that, and if he ever gets busted with what people accuse him of, which is liking young girls too much, and Bobcat Goldthwaite's the leader of the whole run against Jerry being kind of a pervert for young girls. Interesting, because he, he you know, he says that's, that was uh, what we were doing in the 90s, in 91, yeah. 93, and he said, I, you know, knew the family, we dated sure. for four years, I almost married her. Yeah, and she was hot, she had huge cans. But yeah, there's a there's a few of them. But like Cheers, they say that jumped the shark when Rebecca got there. But I thought it got better. Uh, I remember when there's uh, an adjustment period, but it did. It got yeah. just oh, it was great. Yeah. There wasn't much on Cheers. You get right to it. Rebecca was amazing. Uh, and then this guy says, "Remember that '70s show? They replaced the main character with completely different actors, and they just acted like nothing was there. Yeah, they were staying in the same basement. Hey, I'm like, who is this guy? Why is Seth Meyers' brother on there now? Yeah." Well, same with Bewitched. They just replaced Darren. Yeah. But like, they, this was like, like a new guy. It's just like, let's act like and Roseanne did it. Yeah. It didn't even try to look like the other one. There's a show, Tim Allen, uh, Last Man Standing, where the daughters have, two of the daughters have left and one has since returned again. But they replaced them with, with like, one of them was a short, dark-haired girl. And then the next season, she was about a six-foot blonde. And you're like, is that supposed to be the same? This is going to be rough in reruns. Like, if yeah. they go back-to-back with, like, is that the same girl? Totally. Roseanne was funny because they used to just acknowledge, like, you don't look the same. Like, they would occasionally point out that the new Becky wasn't the same Becky. Three's company replaced how many times? Three or four. All negotiations on the first round, wasn't it? They lost blondes like crazy on the show. Yeah. Suzanne Summers was there only for a year, which is hard to believe. Two years. No, it was a year. And then knocked her out. Got themselves that uh, Jenna Lee Harrison, mm. but they never. Re- they always it act- never came back. Well, they always well, no because they couldn't find a hotter than Suzanne Summers person. She was perfect. And that show, the Ropers, when they left and Mister oh, Furley yeah. came, that was a lot. That thing kept jumping in the shark, and it just kept surviving. Yeah, there's a lot of them. A lot of TV shows have done it. Almost all of them that last a while have to eventually jump. The Office. Oh, what a moment when that when Steve Carell leaves and they bring in that that show loses all semblance of itself when uh will ferrell comes on for that jump it is catastrophically bad for that period and then james spader's there it doesn't make any sense at all it just stops being funny yeah there's a bunch of them but it's sad because tv can't do it everything does it growing pains had leonardo dicaprio remember that yep he shows up initially to rob the family on christmas and then they take him in because he's a good-looking kid Good-looking white kid robs your family on Christmas. You give him a bedroom. Like what Brady's family would do. Leo. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. Here's your new brother, Mike. It's Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> you know how much we're going to get, Mike? Mike! Yeah, that show always had me laughing because they constantly tried to... Once that youngest kid never panned out to be good-looking, he was horribly goofy-looking. They just introduce a new kid. Get rid of this one. This, he's, don't even write episodes for him. I don't know if shows do that anymore. I guess that when they're just replace people or well, no, I mean just jump, jump the shark. The oh. one that they said uh, is doing it right now is only murders in the building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. And I don't know how you jump the shark by adding Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd to the cast, but everybody's saying that that thing's just done now. 
it's not funny at all anymore. Uh, suits, the one that everybody's going bananas over, says yeah. that it just loses complete control about season five, and it's not good anymore. After Mad that. Men did, Mad Men completely lost it. I stuck oh, it. I Mad stuck out uh, suits. Yeah, the whole yeah. run. Your, I, the, the last I was the last season. Yeah, just I, I heard that thing just starts to kind of, and that's the reason I hate binging. But you're still there. I got to see it. Ed. Yeah, because you've put in same with Mad Men. We put in so much time. We expected it to be great, and then you're pissed at the end. It's like I wasted five yeah. years of my life watching this thing. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I, I mean, didn't fall for that. That dragoned over the shark, and that is that is the the last season. I look of the at the good years with it. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. That is really. <laughs> I don't know how because the last years ruined the good years. The speed year. The year they kill the goddamn White Walkers with a stick, all of them, the first six seasons become meaningless. That's all it took? That's all it took? I've been afraid of this? It was, and a little girl stabs one, and they all die. With a sleight of hand. Yeah. And I'm like, that? A little girl killed all of them with S- one move? Sorry if you're watching it right now. Oh, stop. I'm giving you the <laughs> heads up. Never, ever watch Game of Thrones. It's it, the last season and a half. It's horrible. It's just horrible. And then the annoying uh, kid in the wheelchair ends up getting Brand. everything. Oh, hated that Brand. guy. That little BG. He looked like yeah. the BG. Oh, Batman brings it up. How about the Dukes of Hazzard? And it brought oh, Vance and Coy in. Coy and Vance. <laughs> that, again, was contract negotiation. They brought back the guys, but it was never the same. Here's a fun fact for you. Ready to kick yourself in the nuts? Oh, All of us in this room right now. I'm pretty sure this is accurate. Are older than Boss Hogg. Well, I know you are when he first started. I know we all are, actually. You're 50 now. Yeah. He was 49 years old when... Uh, wow. He was 70 it. when he started. Oh, my God. Here's another one you want to know. Fred Sanford. Sanford and Son? Yeah. Ready? Come on. 48 when the show started. Oh, he always looked that He old? was 50 when it first aired. 48 when it first got going. 50 when it first aired. Fish from uh, Barney Miller was 49 years old. No way. When the show first started. First episode with Fish is about how he needs to retire. He's 50. <laughs> He's getting a little slow on the streets. You're, w- most of us are older than Boss Hogg was, was in the beginning. Was Jim older than Fish when it started? <laughs> or was he really Who's, the oldest? Jim. Uh, the, the, wasn't that his name? The guy that was really... Uh, it was uh, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Oh, Jim That's, taxi. Taxi. That's Taxi. Oh, Taxi. I Jesus that. Christ. Now, yeah, this is proof you're like, older than Boss Hogg. <laughs> Pop pops Party getting them all confused. Over, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have cabs pulling into the. Not a lot. Yeah, older than that. Uh, Louis De Palma from Taxi. Danny DeVito was in his mid thirties when that show was on. He always looked like he was ninety. Yeah. Wilford Brimley was forty eight years old in Cocoon. Fifty three uh, during The Natural. Abe Goda looked old in seventy two when he was in The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, he always looked like that. Red Fox never looked young. Brady, what was Red Fox yeah. in his thirties? What did yeah. he look? Brady is eight years older than Red Fox was uh, on the first season of Sanford and Son. Grady from Sanford and Son was forty. <laughs> great makeup. No, he just grew his great. And he beard. was white. That was a thing. Yeah, what you didn't know was that whole character was blackface. Then Grady shows up twenty years later in Boys in the Hood. He looks just like Grady used to. He didn't age a bit. Not at all. <laughs> Black don't crack, but especially when it starts off looking 80. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Start looking back at that stuff. But yeah, jumping the shark things 
Uh, this one says, John, the most uh, incredible jumping the shark of all, incredible how it did it, was Shark Week itself. That is so true. Shark Week jumped the shark, which is so meta. When they started doing the talk show with Josh Wolf, and we tease him about that all the time. Shark After Dark. A shark After Dark was the name of the show. And then when they started to just make stuff up. They tried to jumpstart it this year with Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. I don't know how ratings did on that. or Shark Week's dead. Because you can only get so much footage of people getting eaten by sharks before you have to start making things up. A whole week of it? And it's recycled oh, throughout the year. Every you year catch it was those the same. Episodes every three months, it seems like. Yeah. Did you remember Family Matters, John? Urkel, the main character of the show, wasn't even on the show at the end. Is that true? Did he leave the show? I don't know. Yeah. He said, remember, the show Blackish, which I Nathan said this is really, I actually like that show, but when all the kids got too old and went off to college and stuff, they made the mom pregnant again. They were going to bring a baby into the mix. Like, Jesus. It's all about the kids. What about Mork and Mindy? Uh, that jumped the shark when, unfortunately, Jonathan Winters got there. That's right. When Mirth came along. When he had his child. Because <laughs> people from Ork aged backwards. Like Benjamin Button. So you gave birth to a giant egg. Mork did. And out of it came a mid-60s man. <laughs> and then he just aged back. Mirth. But he was still a baby. I found it hysterical, but evidently it was stupid. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard's a big one. Chips. So, John, when did Chips jump the shark? Oh, easy. When uh, Ponch and John started leaving, like each one was gone. They had a new dude sitting there next to Ponch for a while, and then Wilcox comes back, and there's another Ponch. And they're like, what's going on? I don't remember that. You got to have Ponch and John. Once Ponch and John are gone, Chips was over. <laughs> over. Anyway, jump to the 46th anniversary of it today when Fonzie ruined Happy Days. That was it. In the olden days, they really didn't do it that much because leave it to Beaver. There's nobody got uglier than Jerry Mathers. He was an adorable little kid, but man, puberty did a number on that guy, and he never came out of that. He was horrible looking. And they didn't bring on some new Beaver. (laughs) Every man wished they'd bring a new Beaver into their lives once the old one gets beaten up. But he is a metaphor for life. When your Beaver grows up, gets old and ugly, get a new Beaver. And that's the lesson I learned. Beaver's expiration date. Yeah, that's all. Beaver has an expiration date. And it was about 15 years. About 15 years into this beaver, we were like, this beaver looks terrible. We need a new beaver. And they never brought in a new beaver. Ever. And they just said, all right, beaver's ugly now, and nobody seems to care. Tony reboot it with Junior Beaver. <laughs> little Beaver. Yeah. Hot new Little Beaver, they called it. It didn't work. Yeah. Even I Love Lucy jumped the shark. They moved out of the apartment and bought that farm oh, man. of an upstate And then New they, York. didn't they change the name of the show? To no, no. Oh, there was the Lucy show. There was a Lucy show. Yeah. I Love Lucy, they move out of the New York apartment into a farm. And, and then they called it the... No, no, no. It never, that didn't switch. And then they moved, and then the Murches moved right. up, and the show just went away because it wasn't funny anymore because the Murches somehow or another were there still. And then... Then uh, it was Lucy and the kids. Well, then, uh, then the Lucy show happened. Yeah. 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 I remember this one. Somebody said Fantasy Island when Tattoo left. Tattoo left. I don't remember that. Yep. When Tattoo bailed. So it was just Mr. Rourke and... Mr. Rourke and Abroad. Oh. Yeah. Typical. <laughs> yeah. Abroad replacing a midget. Yeah, exactly. That's what they always do. <laughs> they think they're better than them, but they're not. <laughs> Nothing was better than Tattoo. Nothing better than The Plane, The Plane. Not the Plane, The Plane. Yeah. You're like, ah, the show is awesome. Immediately. It's so what they, what they do then? Just have some broad in the tower the bitching? The Plane, Mr. Rock, <laughs> The Plane. I am on my period. <laughs> Why do you bring these things up? 
who was it we found out he was on multiple cruises falling in love? Always, uh, was it? Uh, oh, there was tons of those, but on the love boat, was yeah. Was it Gordon Jump? No, it was uh, Dick Van Patten. That, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had the same cast over and over with different names. Char was on there like eight times. Was he the one that was being aggressive with his wife? He beat up Rue McClanahan yeah. in a very special episode of The Love Boat where he kicked, his, that he kicked his wife's ass on the boat a couple of times. <laughs> Just so happened it was Captain Steubing's uh, ex-girlfriend, so he had a thing for her, and then she'd show up with sunglasses at night, and he's like, what's going on? He took them off. She's got two black eyes. Ooh. And then Dick Van Patten, turns out, was beating the tar out of her <laughs> in the cabin. It's only a seven-day cruise. Uh, how, how, <laughs> you just start knocking your wife around. Man, oh, man, do you have a problem. You talked her into going on a cruise She got with the you. wrong room. Oh, she wasn't listening. Everything was her fault. At least twice she didn't listen to Dick Van Patten, and she should have known better. And who goes on a cruise with an abusive husband where the captain of the boat is your ex? That's a bad mix, lady. That's your fault. Cruising for a bruising. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you were definitely going to get it. Uh, this one says Spartacus jumped the shark after season one because the main star died. I remember oh, that yeah, dude had cancer. had cancer. Right? That show for me, uh, too many dicks. Just a it got a little heavy. Of it got a little leaner. stick heavy. Yeah, they showed a dick a minute on that. It was like they were trying to meet a quota. It's hey, a so good sex scene. You so. want to feel like garbage? Tony Soprano was thirty-eight when the show started. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, all, all the shows do it. But thank you to Henry Winkler. Archie's Place. Oh, oh that was terrible. Well, I don't know what that, that... But that's not even Jumping the Shark. No, it's not. That's it's just a new show. Yeah. They had, at least they had the decency to kill Edith and then just change everything. But they brought in a girl. Danielle Brisbois became Archie's new live-in companion. Sassy. Well, didn't didn't Jack Tripper get his own show too, or something yep. after that? Three's a crowd. That, okay, he started his own <laughs> restaurant called Jack's Bistro. Yeah. Don't quiz me. I know way too much stupid. Too deep. Stuff. Way too much stupid stuff. Yeah. You know stuff that was just one season. Yeah, and a lot. Of, well, Pink Lady and Jeff is probably the best thing you'll ever get me on, which is the Jeff Altman show where he just sat in a hot tub and talked to two hot Asian girls for a couple hours. It was pretty terrible. Hill Street Blues had its spinoff. Remember that? No. Which yeah, one was that? That was when, uh, uh, God, I can't remember what it was. The two worst spinoffs ever, After MASH, when MASH ended, and Harry Morgan and Radar did a show called After MASH. Oh. And then, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the Hill Street spinoff, but it was a comedy. The new WKRP sucked. Oh, yeah. But that was just bringing back, trying to bring back member berries. Hasn't been a lot of shows of late that... Dude, I guess Squid Game's probably going to jump the shark if they try a second season. I don't know how you do that. Did you see they're opening up a, a theme fun park yeah. for Squid Games? They're going to do it for real. Four, or it's a TV show. $4.5 million or something like that for the winner, but they don't kill you. You just get, like, paintballed or whatever. I don't know. The world has just gotten weird. And cartoons. Oh, absolutely, 100% right. Cartoon jumps the shark whenever you have Anne's son. Or any babies they draw on there. The Flintstones jumped the shark when Pebbles had kids. Hanna-Barbera is big on that. Oh, Captain, Captain Caveman, Caveman and Son. And Hong Kong Fooey had a kid. The different Scooby-Doo showed Scooby up. Scooby-Dumb and Scooby Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Scrappy-Doo's the worst. Uh, there's one. John, I can't believe you haven't mentioned Saved by the Bell. The college years. The college years. But that isn't jumping the shark. That's just trying to, that's trying to milk it. Uh, Saved by the Bell jumped the shark. Uh, the first season. 
Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was just, the first it was episode never probably. a good show. No. Well, you know, it was originally in Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, Kelly Kapowski. And, uh, well, they didn't have all the same cast. They had a couple other girls. And the lady from The Parent Trap was the star of it. She was only there for a year. Haley Mills. Oh, yeah. She was the teacher. And Zach was just kind of a rambunctious kid. And then they moved somehow or another next season. They're off they are in Bayside. They're in California and they're surfing and never explained it. N- new kids. And then Jesse Spano showed up, Elizabeth Berkeley. All right. That show jumped the shark when she had her, her speed problem. Remember that? Oh yeah. She took the pills for you don't you probably weren't a saved by the bell junkie no. like me, but yeah. She uh she started to take Trying to stay up for exams and everything. She yeah. had to get good grades on exams. It was a really funny attempt to try to tell kids to stay off drugs. How but about, it just looked fun. How about Facts of Life? Facts of Life jumped the shark a few times, but mainly when Mrs. Garrett left and Cloris Leachman came on. Well, and they changed like they bought a the, the, the deli or the bakery well, no, and then, no. then the fun store. She originally ran the school and then Edna's Edibles happened yeah. and they started that and then that went away and then Cloris Leachman came in and it was just some sort of fun Spencer's type shop. I mean, George Clooney was there a lot. Nobody understood that either. This guy said that they jumped the shark when they brought in a cerebral palsy chick. Oh, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry uh, Jewell. Yep. I don't know what everybody talking about. And they're like, I'm so uncomfortable finding humor in this. <laughs> I get to be a waitress, but they didn't like how I toss salads. It <laughs> <laughs> has double meaning. First, she's going to spill your salad, and God knows what else she's talking about. That was bad. The ep- I think uh, Facts of Life, if you want to really quiz a TV master like me, uh, Facts of Life jumped the shark when Tootie lost her virginity in the backseat of that car. And Natalie was trying so hard to talk her out of it. And she got boned. Good and hard out in the parking lot of Edna's Edibles and came back in a different lady. And that was like them trying to say it's a, it's a real thing we have to deal with. You're telling me Blair still had her virginity and Tootie lost it first? No way. That's racist. You're just saying those, that Tootie couldn't control herself and Blair could. Blair was knocking. She got her bottom pulled out of her before she was a senior. Please. No way Tootie was a... Tootie was good. Tootie ended up being real hot. Living single, Tootie was a smoker. But Tootie took pipe for the out of all. No, nah, I believe Natalie had a hard time getting pipe. Oh, she was at she was at two a.m. brought at yeah, the bar. Natalie like, was oh, the yeah she was man. the BJ queen at the school. For Great, because sure. she had no other option. She had to take care of the football players. The only way a fat girl can. <laughs> I used to get in so many fights with my sister because I would say, "Hey, Natalie," I would call her Natalie all the time. <laughs> Because she was worried about her weight. I probably yeah. led her to throwing up a lot of meals. <laughs> We're like, hey, Natalie, you're sitting on the remote. Give it. Shut up. Quit calling me Natalie. Well, quit quit looking like Natalie so much. I hate you so much. And then a few minutes later in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get rid of those graham crackers? <laughs> I hate you. Oh, well, whatever. Hey, Natalie, you want to go grab a snack? I hate you. Yeah, I caused all sorts of mental damage calling her Natalie. It's it's pay it forward, Dan, to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dan. Oh, no, I crushed it. The, and my dad would laugh at that. In fact, I don't want to watch this show. I know you are you want to watch yourself on TV. It's a big accomplishment. But give me that remote. We're not watching this. <laughs> my dad would be like, ah, he's just kidding around. No, I'm not. She looks just like Natalie. That's enough. <laughs> that was just like a daily thing at my house. Call her Natalie a few hours later. The bathroom smelled like our dinner. <laughs> I barf up my food because my brother thinks I look like Natalie. <laughs> she didn't. That was the best part. She was just so worried about being fat. <laughs> I could tease it. 
I would touch that nerve and make the food come back. Anyway, happy anniversary, Fonzie. And the like. I'm also all done with the... Although I do really enjoy the one meme that's going around where it's uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding skating around and Tanya's giving Nancy a look and it just says Brittany Mahomes and uh, Taylor Swift. It is so similar to that. You have got, like, evidently, and I read this yesterday, we were joking that Brittany Mahomes would be tweeting during the game and stuff and her, like, attention was zero. Like, she had, like, seven retweets where normally she's got 150 or something. Like, nobody's paying attention to She is going to pipe me Taylor Swift, if this continues, because Brittany Mahomes, th- that's the only thing I care about. Doug Hopkins sent me a video this morning of a wife telling her husband that Taylor Swift blew this Travis Kelsey guy up. Like, he's blown up now. Now everybody knows who he is. And his husband's like, what are you talking about? She said, nobody knew who he was. And then Taylor Swift started to date him, and now everyone knows who he is. And, and, and she says, and his friend Moms, like, people know him too. And he's like, are you crazy? It's like the best quarterback tight end tandem of all time. Yeah, but nobody knew that until Taylor Swift was at the game. And he wants to, I don't I can't even talk to you. I hate you. She's already, it's, you know. To, Ryan Clark was on TV yesterday, former Steelers guy. He's on ESPN. And he said, uh, it's, it's hard to be bigger than the NFL. Like, the NFL is a massive, it's the number one show on TV by triple every week. And, he, and Ryan Clark said, it's harder to do something that makes the NFL smaller. Taylor Swift did it. She's bigger than the NFL. And he said the attention that she just brought to this Bears and Chiefs nightmare where 24 million people watched, which is astronomical for a terrible football game, was based solely on the fact that people were tweeting, and oh, my God, Taylor Swift they're looking for, too, the NFL, Huge. to expand. 11 to 17-year-old girls, uh, it was like a 7 million percent t- uptick in in. Uh, like uh, like checking it out online. Of both, you got yeah. the Swifties and people that can't stand but the teams that don't. Like- they're she just brought eyes to yeah. the party, which uh, is dangerous. It's like us going out and saying, "Hey, uh, here's a bunch of fifty year old housewives." We don't get those numbers. Like our ratings don't have fifty year old housewives. We just do. We do poorly in that demographic. But trying to invite them in here, inevitably one or two are going to look around and go, "How long has this been happening?" I'm putting a stop to it. You invite nuns. To a bachelor party, and they're going to start screaming, how long, what is going on? They're going to put an end to it. You really don't want eyes that don't like football on it, especially mothers of young kids who are seeing like their kids, my, oh, my child can never do this. this. This needs to be stopped. It's so violent. You know, you just, you're going to have, you're going to have eyes. Well, Tay-Tay that, gave it the thumbs up. Tay-Tay likes it until she doesn't. And once Tay-Tay says it's over. And I swear, it's it's you're gonna already day one. They're trying to stop the tomahawk chop. I don't even know what's next. It's gonna be flag football from here. Why don't girls play? How come girls aren't playing? I've been seeing that clip of that girl at some Division four school playing safety for one play, and she just runs backwards, and the quarterback gets sacked. It's not even a play, and they're like, "Oh, she's the first. And then the HBCU, the black college girl that kicked off, worst kickoff I've ever oh. seen. They're celebrating it. <laughs> Well, she got injured during practice. <laughs> she got a knee brace that on. Week. If your kicker has a <laughs> knee brace, she shouldn't be out there. He or she. I couldn't believe the guy said that right yeah, before. Well, yeah, she's course, terribly she's injured, injured a couple yeah. of times she's crippled, this week see. practicing. Why in the world would you roll her out there other than to just say, yeah, hey, we got a chick on the field. Isn't that cool? It's the worst kickoff I've ever seen. Uh, I, like, a, like a kid who's never seen football. He goes, go kick that ball. Same exact results. 
It was five yards longer than an onside kick. It was 20 yards, and it barely made it. Like, it was horrible. It's one step above Charlie Brown's kick. Yes, at least she made contact, (laughs) but yeah. And they're celebrating it. I'm like, if I was a woman, this would be insulting to me. It's like, oh my God, they rolled a woman out there, and she did a terrible job, and we're acting like she belongs. It's it, Get a qualified lady out. You keep saying that you can play. You're qualified. Go do it. Who was that girl that was on the women's soccer team that started kicking field goals and stuff? And then when they put her up against like a real snap run and go, the time of a of a NFL, they didn't actually put her on the field. But they're yeah. like, all right, let's see if you can pull this off in like snap time. Snap, hold, two kick, two steps. And, whatever. It's, and it's under like, it's like 0.9 seconds. That ball has to be contacted. And she was like a, a second and seven. Like, because she would wait, like, and she was still kicking, okay, but she couldn't get it past, like, 43 yards or whatever. And it was still pretty good, but that's the best they had, and she still wouldn't have even come close to qualifying for a job. So it's actually degrading to put someone out there doing a terrible job and representing all female kind. I don't, if I was a woman, I'd be like, stop it. Until we can do it, don't just push one of us out there. Especially a knee brace. If you're if you're a feminist, you're like, why is the girl with the knee brace representing us? Oh, she was injured a few times trying this. Okay, then we're not ready. We're not ready. Does that mean they'll stop the WNBA? Uh, no, they'll never stop it. That was one thing at the you pub. You need an outlet. Pub and Grub yesterday. They had the WNBA on. There was a lady, Brett put Skid Row on the speakers. Seems I think fitting. You started with monkey business, yeah. right? Because there was no music, and then, you know, you pop it on there through the whatever that system is. And so Skid Row comes on, and I can't see her. She's sitting behind me, but Brett goes, the lady behind us is into it. And Matthias sitting there, she's like, yeah, it's way into it. So I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't realize. So about halfway through monkey business, I get up and I turn around, and the crypt keeper is into oh, monkey man. business. And she was looking, Mesa, when you think the lady's 80, she's probably about 43. <laughs> but this lady was into this song and came over while I was in the bathroom to tell Brett that she used to be a go-go dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Brett, why, because I wasn't there, didn't you offer her a few bucks to show off? Uh, no. Yeah, I would have given her a few bucks to you get the hell out. <laughs> if I was there, that lady would have still been dancing on her oh. table. We'd still be at the P&G. <laughs> table dances at the oh, pub, and pub and grub table dances <laughs> from Bitter Beer Face, the woman. Oh, it was weird. I turned around and saw her. It was like somebody built an animatronic puppet that's supposed to look funny dancing to Skid Row. <laughs> and it, she was creepy. A tooth, maybe a tooth. If we're lucky, it was a full tooth. <laughs> it was a. It was a chomper. It got yeah. through it. She could get an apple cracked. <laughs> She's not going to chew off a piece, but she can get into an apple. Yeah, she'd have been a bad beaver, but she's a decent tooth. In fact, I think her name was Doctor Tooth when she was a go-go dancer. I used to be a go-go dancer back in the day. <laughs> where? Yeah, yeah. Where? In the twenties at the bar for the blind, please. <laughs> so yeah, pub and grub. That was pretty great. What do you got on the board of musical treats there? Uh, wake up song time. Brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Weather's going to be in like the 80s this weekend, I heard. So uh, now's the time to get that bike tuned up. Bring it on over to Action Ride Shop. Mention KUPD. Get 10 bucks off your tune-up. Or if you need a new bike, uh, they got Santa Cruz's and Kona's all on sale. Plus, if you're, uh, you know, that, that new e-bike thing, the craze that's sweeping yeah. the nation. Boy, is it. They got a full line of e-bikes for you, including the new uh, Pivot Shuttle. So check them out online, actionrideshop.com, or just go visit them over there at, at Gilbert Road in Southern New Mesa. 
By the way, a uh, Diamondbacks fan says, how come Brett hasn't mentioned the 15-4 to romping of the White Sox yesterday? <laughs> uh, you can ask John. I was pulling for yeah, He was the actually Diamondbacks. rooting for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. His, he's mad at his White Sox. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, it's a rough go. go so, uh, on the list, we got Avatar, Mastodon, Corn, uh, August Burns, Red, Rage Against the Machine. But uh, Cliff Burton died on this date in oh, 1986. So, we got Whiplash or Orion on the list. Orion's the big bass one. Yeah. Might as well do that for Cliff. Right. Let's get a little Orion in there. They did that live. Yeah. Which I couldn't believe they did, but I mean, it's 40-year celebration of Metallica. But when they broke that out, I'm like, whoa. And, you know, it certainly wasn't something I expected, but Trujillo's out there just crushing that. And I'm like, I guess you kind of have to do that oh, yeah. when you're celebrating all of your work. And Trujillo can pull it off. And boy, can he ever. And that sounded incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't. I didn't expect that instrumental to be part of the entire deal but boy was it ever and it it shined in that night it was a it was a good one no oh, absolutely i couldn't believe that they, they did it so yeah we'll get a little orion in there for metallica how, how long ago was this 86 Oof. coming up on 40 years of that that was 86 that's right so they had just they hadn't done ride the lightning was the last one right no master master puppets yeah because okay. that's what then this ride was lightning on. was next no 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 it was or Kill them all, backwards. ride the lightning, master, that's right. and then and justice. And justice. That's, that's, when, I, that's when Newstead came in and they eliminated the bass. Right. Terrible at remembering albums in order. Justice for All was the one after he died. Yeah. That's right. Oh, uh, to Ryan. This is off of Master of Puppets. You're right. This is awesome. So Cliff Burton, one of the originals of Metallica doing this. This is a bass masterpiece. It's uh, Orion. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. <laughs> Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com Once again, the game that's sweeping. I'm going to hate to see this go. This has been a blast. Yesterday was super exciting. Four out of five. This, that J dude was creeping through the thing and almost got all five questions right. S- just sleptwalked through the first four accidentally, answering correctly. Wolfgang something or other. Uh, Van Halen, Wolfgang, and that boom, he got it. I didn't think he'd get one right. He ends up getting four and then botches question five. So still two slots available on the set jet flight to Las Vegas. Plop you down in Resorts World. And then give you tickets to Shine Down uh, for Friday night. Adam Ray for Saturday night as we celebrate the 22nd birthday of this amazing show. Got an email from a guy that said, "You know when your show jumped the shark, John?" And I'm like, "No, it's like when you brought in new Eric." <laughs> That's you. That guy's a dick. That's a shot. <laughs> wow. I thought that was hilarious. And then he said, "No, I'm just kidding. Things were better. We didn't even jump the shark. Replacing people. People forget." The original lineup of this show, Brady, me, and a girl named Nicole. Where is she now? I don't know. It took me half an hour to try to remember her name. I had to text Brady. What was the girl that was on with us? I hope she's done really well for herself. Just didn't work out. There was a girl named Nicole on the show, and, and 9-11 got her off. Nicole the show, not got her, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Nicole got her off. 9-11 got no one off. Well, I, that's not true. Well. A whole bunch of people in the Middle East probably tug into that. but Yeah, so you know what I mean. But yeah, her name was Nicole, and she was the original reader of the news. Like, she was the... I don't remember what we called it. but it was. And she went out in the van. And then we made her leave. Because she was tough in the room. She was nice, but she just wasn't... 
She didn't, didn't like waking pan up. Out how she, thought. she was a blast. Yeah. In the daytime, and then at, in the morning, she hated being here. She hated waking. And again, she's a hot girl. We thought we'd have a hot girl on the show. It is so hard to find a hot girl that wants to wake up every morning and do the job. Boy, we did, she just didn't want anything to do with it. And then I tell her, I'm like, you got to go out in the van. Like, show, like you're visual. Let's get you out there to show the, the people. Uh-uh, I'm not going. I didn't get ready this morning. Well, I mean, that's not my problem. You're supposed to get ready before you leave the house. Well, I'm not doing it. I'm like, all right, then you're just going to sit on a couch in another room. And then, thank God, 9-11 happened, and I could leave, and then we could reset. <laughs> oh, thank God for that plane, or she'd still be here. Anyway. Yeah, that was weird. And then Bo was here for a while, and we tell the we had a couple of uh, you know interns, uh, oh female interns, God. and we tell them, you know, a couple weeks into this, you're you're a no show because too early in the morning, you're going to yeah. hate it. Oh yeah. Oh no, I I have to be here for school. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, you're. I guarantee you, Taylor was good. She showed up every day. She was awesome. And then uh, we're not even allowed to say you know, the other girls. They have one there. or two days. They were interns. So Remember, why not? Wasn't a- because it was we. It was before we knew that that one word was really bad. But it's uh, it's the singular of teats. Remember her? Yes, she called herself McGee. That. No, the Jew. Remember? Oh, that's that? right. That was herself. She called yeah. herself Teetsy the Jew. I'm like, all right, then we're gonna call you that. I don't know that. Great I remember intern. her name. She was amazing. She was legitimately funny. I have no idea what her name was because I just kept calling track. her the Jew. That's how we all called her. She asked her like that was her. That was back before everybody was sensitive about everything. She'd go get us breakfast every morning and come back, and there she was. We've had some interns. We stopped having interns. And we had the Glizzy Guzzler, and then uh, after that, no, I was no, we didn't have that. We had uh, yeah, they all started having dudes. Nicknames. The guy with the backwards arms, Kevin Glover. K-Glove. Tim Guzzly. Tim Guzzly. <laughs> who just pissed Larry off for some reason. Oh, Larry just made noises at him. Wouldn't even talk to him. <laughs> hey, Larry, I got a question. <laughs> and he just walk away. Why does Larry do that? Larry hates you. We don't know why, Guzzly. I young, liked him. The young Republican. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The I don't think is a golfer's A young no. Republican anymore. I don't know. Oh, he's, he's a... Wasn't he the a G man? He wanted to do like Toledo's kid. He wanted to be a male model and designer. Garrett. Garrett. That's Garrett. Right. Anyway, walk down memory lane. That's what we're doing. But we'll get you in there. Uh, Eight o'clock. You can listen for that uh, big sweeper that rolls through. You can hear uh, Grandpa Joe start singing about that golden ticket, and then the fifth or uh, eighth caller answers five questions, and we'll put you on the set jet, put you in Resorts World, and you can celebrate our twenty-second birthday with us in Las Vegas. Uh, it is time now for the Brady Report, and I love it because it's Wednesday, and that means it's all-you-can-eat wings. Wings Day is yes. back. Wings Day Wednesday at Hooters. Pre-pandemic pricing, what we've all been begging for right there at Hooters all day, every Wednesday. All the wings you can eat for $15.99 per person, dining only. And that means if you bring, like, Toledo, and you order the all-you-can-eat wings, if Toledo's grubby, filthy little hands reach over and grab that plate, fifteen ninety nine on Toledo's bill. Now, he ain't going to pay it. Y'all know he's going to walk out on that. One at a time. You can't order all you can eat and start sharing. That doesn't make any sense. They're taking a risk with you that you can eat thousands and thousands of wings and put them out of business. You don't need help. But keep Toledo's grubby paws off your plate. If you go all you can eat, it's all about you. 
It's not all you can eat plus a little for your friends. That's not what it's called. Wingsday is all about you. You don't think you can eat all the wings? Don't order the fifteen ninety nine wings for all. And Toledo, keep your goddamn hands off of her. Uh, it is uh, the Brady Report. Thanks, Biff. <laughs> That's right. It's not Biff. It was the uh, dad, Marty. Or no, it was Marty's dad's name. George. George. Uh, Brady, please report it. Good Wednesday morning to you, Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy morning show host day. Well, thank you, Brady. The uh, site ranker.com asked people to rank their favorite morning show hosts on television. And the Weather Channel, Kelly Cass, is the got the number one spot. That's number one? Yeah. A girl on the Weather Channel is America's favorite morning show host on TV? Yep. How bad is morning show television? Then um, it was Natalie Morales from The Talk. Good Morning America co-host Amy Robach. That's what she looks like. No kidding. The weather, she's got to be. Hoda was in the top ten. Jane Pauley. Jane Pauley's like been dead for 10 yeah, years. Jenna Bush no, Hager. Still does CBS Sunday mornings. Yeah, but that doesn't count. Michael Strahan. They were all in the top 10. But Variety recently did a ranking of the top morning show, morning hosts ever on TV. Yeah. Top picks were Katie Couric. Gumble. Barbara Walters. If Matt Lauer's not Regis. in there, it's a false study. <laughs> Matt Lauer is not in there. He was the he, number one no. guy forever yeah, know, until the controversy no. came Well, that's out. right, because you are remembered for illegally fingering people, Brett. <laughs> That might be a question later today. Where did Brett illegally finger eighth graders? <laughs> as an eighth grader. Well, I mean, as it's an true. Eighth grader, when he was also an eighth grader. Yes. Let's include that. I mean, yes, okay, I'm nice. sorry, soft generation, but that's what was going on. If you don't like reality, don't listen, but that's exactly what was happening. I didn't throw his age in there, so it seems really bad now, but it's true. That's exactly what was going on. There was a lot of illegal, illegal digiting. Jealous? Yeah, very. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Well, you can't, but I didn't know you could get away with it. I blew it, man. And we were just trying to take tops off by untying them when the waves Boring. started. I know. And at the end, I never even got to see them because they'd float away. You're big surf on that thing. You grab the girl's bikini string and pull, and then the wave pushes They drift away. away. Man, I never saw the boobs. Well, occasionally, you'd see a boob pop out. but And then a girl named Lisa Krantz just showed us her beautiful cans in eighth grade. Nice. On the bus, me and a kid named Wayne Mason. <laughs> huh? Oh, we were both just like, it was awesome. Brad Perry didn't make that list? The uh, best did morning not. show host? No, no. Yeah, he lost to a weather A couple lane. of baseless fun facts. No hurricane has ever crossed the equator. And it's very rare that, that they form anywhere near the equator. It's always too much temperate, right? Because the Coriolis effect. The force that causes the air to swirl in the northern hemisphere, hurricanes spin counterclockwise. Right. Southern hemisphere, fear they uh, spin clockwise. So to cross over the equator, they'd have to reverse their direction, which will never happen. Oh, I see. So it just kind of peter out, just blow straight for a little while. Skype's name is shortened is a shortened version of its original name. Sky peer to peer. Yeah. The people who created the original wanted to shorten the, it to Skyper, but the domain name was taken. Yeah. Is that still around? I was going to say, is that a. I don't know. I know it is Almost, Zoom now. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Zeus, don't get Brett fired. 
You fired Eric, but we like Brett. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not trying to get him fired. It's just what happened. Brett used to be... I think the statute of limitations has to be up on that. It was a long time ago. Hey, there's no evidence. I don't know. The place is gone now, too. Well, other than you saying you did it. Cosby 45 years later. Yeah, but that was adults. Yeah. With, that was a power struggle. Brett was just a child. Illegally digiting people. Did you actually... No. Connect? Yeah, never, did. Never no, connected. Now he's just see the C's covering his tracks. You connect. Never connect. I tried. <laughs> I give it to you. Touchdown! Give it to you. College yeah. try. You got the avatar connection. You, you tied tails once. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the only state you can type. <laughs> Terrible people. With one row of keys on the keyboard. The only state? Yep. Let me see if I can figure this out. Uh, no. Uh, oh, I got it. What is it? Oh, damn. Alaska. Alaska. Alaska is right. Correct. Yeah. How about that? Before Jim Jones became a cult leader and eventually led more than 900 people to their death, he worked as a door-to-door pet monkey salesman in Indiana. (laughs) How do you fail at that? Anybody in this day and age, if you come to my house and go, I have some monkeys for sale, I'm buying a monkey. How do you keep the stock? What kind of stock do you have? Inventory. uh, The only way to get me to answer my door for sure is if I hear this. I'm going to the door real quick. That could be a process server, but he's got a monkey. I'm playing with it. The reason it didn't uh, didn't work out, he was selling his territory was Gary, Indiana. <laughs> his card was pissing people yeah, off. Yeah. What exactly do you say you're doing around here? You heard me. God damn it, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I better go to Africa where it's safe. <laughs> But you Jim, show- we're going to move you out of the territory. <laughs> I swear to God, if you show up at my house selling monkeys, <laughs> I am interested. <laughs> How much for that? I didn't even know you could do door-to-door. Didn't know that either, and I, I wonder, uh, what, what was he selling them for? Oh, my God. Yeah, what was the going rate? <laughs> Honey, I'll get it. I think it's the monkey salesman. <laughs> yeah, it is. Good. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> ah, thank you, Amazon. That's mine. Oh my God! We have one silverback available right now. <laughs> That's not. That doesn't count. Five hundred and fifty pounds. <laughs> Is he in the van? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> like I'll take it. I'm still interested. Can I at least look at your merchandise? What a job! It's like a giraffe salesman door to door. I mean, what? How do you get away with that? Oh, the seventies. Trump's right. Let's make America great again. When somebody knocking on your door is just trying to sell you an illegal animal. You might be excited about this, John. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese has announced that uh, starting next week, SpongeBob SquarePants Mac and Cheese is back by popular demand. It'll be in all stores. I didn't know it was a you thing in the a, first place. A lot of Kraft Mac and Cheese news this yeah. week. <laughs> it's true. You're hanging around their is website. There, is there a page? You following their Insta? Uh, no. For Fish some friends? reason, they, they're just rolling it out all at There's once. There's been a protective order from the Kraft people now to <laughs> please stop lingering around the site. <laughs> this uh, dude, Darren Carville, he's 38 years old. He admitted to stealing a little over 300000 from uh, this car chain company, Mr. Clutch, that he worked. It was in England. Stole that money, and on one weekend, he blew about 200000 of that. Wow. On hookers and cocaine. Nice. nice. That's the dream. Hookers and blow. That's one of the questions in the mix. He said one of the reasons he did it, he was bullied at work, wanted to go out with a bang. So he stole this money from his bosses, 
spent most of it all in one weekend. He uh, ended up, by the end of the night, he went upstairs with a couple of the girls, and uh, by the end of the night, he had nine girls. Wow. What was he going to do with all those? Cocaine and champagne. Nine high class escorts. It's going to give him a TED talk like Brady would. I was going to say, there's no like you might as well be Brady with nine girls in the room. None of you are finishing that off. Nine. The money almost bankrupt Mister Clutch, but they recovered some of it. But yeah, here's the dude. That's Mister Clutch. That's Darren. He was bullied at work. (laughs) Skim the money. All the cash. (laughs) <laughs> and they got hookers and coke. <laughs> he looks a little bit like uh, like Pratt somehow. I can't quite place it. The world's deadliest serial killer, La Bestia, is eligible for parole after killing 190 kids. Is that the Peruvian also, guy? Yes. The Peruvian vampire? Luis or Alfredo yeah. Garavito, famously known as the Beast or the Monster of... Genova. He just swiped kids like crazy. They had 134 of them they knew about before he started to tell them, oh, you have no idea. Torture and murder of 190 children and teenagers in Colombia. He was sentenced to uh, 1,853 years and nine days, but they have a program in Colombia that you can review your case. And if you've done well, he's not. He's not going to. They review it. Over so many years. It's a formality. It is. He stays in jail. What's interesting is this uh, Dr. Mark Beneke, a forensic scientist who conducted interviews with Luis, described him as a uh, typical psychopath. Very soft-spoken. You're like, this guy would never do these things. It's unbelievable. He told the cops. When they said they had 134 cases, they were pretty sure it was him. And he told them, you have no idea. Like, that's not even close. And they're like, no, no, you did it. And he goes, I'm not saying I didn't. You're just about 100 short. <laughs> I think there's the other one was 300-something. But that, that's the guy that's confirmed. But they have another guy I think that they, they think might be. And similar kind of vibe of over 300. I think 309 or something like that. He was taking them out of hospitals. and It's crazy. But, yeah, this dude is... Smooth as silk, and it was nonstop, just missing kids all over the place. Nobody could do a thing. Mafia's last godfather passed away in Italy. Wow. They, call, they nicknamed him that. Um, he was known as the last godfather or the diabolic. Huh? The devil, Oh, basically. Uh, his name was Matteo Messina De Nero. Do you know him? No. De Niro. Even if I did it in a minute. De Niro. Why are you talking about the last guy for us, huh? He was on the run for almost 30 years. Brett, get a load of this guy. It's unbelievable. That's right, it's all over. Stop looking into us. <laughs> Why do you make me laugh like a woman? You remind me of a woman. I'm somewhat attracted to your chest. And sometimes I laugh at the things you say because they're nonsensical. Thanks, Diablic. Call me whatever you want. The mob is over. You heard it here first. <laughs> it's hilarious because it's true, right, Brett? <laughs> well, of course. Anything ever there, again. There is no mafia. No, what mafia? There's no such That's thing. silliness. You speak in silly terms, Brady. <laughs> We're businessmen. We're good at it. The mafia is no... The Godfather. What is it? It's a movie. 
Please. You're silly. He Take off your top. Let me see those. He was those. on the run wanna, for 30 years. I want to put something between those things and just ride. I want to I want to turn you into a, a ham. I want to glaze you. I bet we're both interested. <laughs> it's just like a little clown. You give, gotta, me, give me some shank. Yeah, give me some of that. You got little tiny hands. I'm going to look huge enough. <laughs> the mob is over. Thank you, Brady. Excellent reporting. <laughs> the last godfather has passed. That's enough. Now it's on to just business as usual. Right, it Brady? It took them 30 years to get him. That's right. It took us forever to finally but get him. But when they found him, he had a stash of Viagra, thousands of condoms, and video games. That's proof he's not Italian. There isn't an Italian alive who can't get a heart on for a decent woman. It's always a woman's fault. <laughs> if you're with an Italian man and you can't get an erection, it's because you smile or you've let yourself go. <laughs> all Italian men can get hard all the way to the end. Am I wrong, Bert? Uh, hey, look at Al. Al Pacino. Al Pacino, still making babies. Brady, you softest. You got nothing down there. <laughs> Might as well just I could use some of that stash you got. I, I, every time I go down the uh, the aisle at the grocery store where they have spaghetti, I think of you. Because that's what it looks like. Just a hanging noodle. That's it. You're nothing. <laughs> we heard Brady. The mob is dead. Finally. Oh, I, gotta, I got some things to take care of. I'll work on my cannoli. You'll work on that. Don't worry, but it'll never be very good. <laughs> you should have served those at Porkopolis. You would have had a chance. <laughs> when they busted him after 30 years on the, on the lamb, they found a, he had a collection of some of the notes that he sent out. He was They got him on uh, various murders. Oh. But one of them was uh, a note to a five-year-old kid. said, go out, get this guy, and nice. deliver him to me, and for your, are you gonna, I'll buy you some uh, gelato. As oh, doing the got a little Italian ice for killing a guy. Yep. Oh, that's nice. That's not too bad. <laughs> You'd do it. Yeah. Depends on the place, though. Yeah. I don't want that artificial, you know, truck stuff. Yeah. Get me a real gelato. Where's the best Italian gelato? Uh, there's this place. I can't remember the name of it. It's out on uh, Higley and Brown. Yeah. It's next to Alessi's. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Not at really uh, good. Do De Salvos or whatever that place is called. Falcos. What's the, the Falcos. Falcos. Yeah. If they have it there, yeah, actually, I don't. I don't, I don't think so. But that place out in Higley and Brown, yeah, awesome. Even huh? fits the foodie loved it. Yeah, no it kidding, like the best I've ever had. All right. Southeast yeah. corner. I don't know that I would know the difference. Like between it's next to the old gelato and cabaret, and like Briars. <laughs> I know that. Oh, you can tell the difference on that. I don't know. Well, I'm gonna kill you. Why would you even <laughs> say something that stupid? It's a shame you don't have a set of cans like Brady, or I'd be all over you too. Because you make me laugh like a woman too. But I don't have sex with cancer patients, and clearly I hope you get better. <laughs> I don't have cancer. <coughs> Let's end it with some wild world. All right. Do, well, sorry. There you go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your wild, wild world. <coughs> Wildlife experts are calling on people to ditch the fake spiderweb decorations this year for Halloween. So am I. It's trash. Real animals get caught in them. Yeah. Hummingbirds. They do? Yeah. They'll fly into them, get snagged. Even other spiders will get snagged in them. It just messes things up. Yeah, get them, and, and your house looks like a trash heap. Butterflies, bees, owls have gotten snagged in them before. That, I would think, is cool. If I went outside and there was an owl trapped in my spider web made of yarn, <laughs> dumbest owl in the world, wasn't going to make it anyway. I have fake owls at the house now because we've had some owls. Kirby and I were walking the dogs awesome. last night. Yeah. And I thought a 20-pound bag fell out of the tree. 
tree. It was not even twelve feet up in the air. We're walking just and it's to the side of us about fifteen feet. You see this thing drop and then it oh, catches enough so air to scary. They're why huge. You, why do you got fake owls? Is that what's Because we have owls away? nearby. Oh, so that scares yeah. away other they don't owls? They like being around other They're owls. So, oh, yeah. But then I, I still get scared of my fake owl every <laughs> once in a while. I was walking <laughs> into the dog's room the other day, and it's the wind blows and its head spins. So it's like you, it's mobile, right? So it moves around. And uh, I was walking out by the dogs, and I just saw it start to turn its head, and its eyes reflect. And I was like, it's down on the, it's the lower part of the fence. So he's over by the dog's run. And there's just and they're dicks. They just sit up on the thing, and you can scream at them and do whatever to make them. But they just look at you like, screw you. You know what they hate? Strobe lights. Oh, yeah, that's why those little yeah reflector things oh. are on the top. Or if of you can have the time. motion detector. I have stuff. a strobe light. I stole from a wedding from a Mexican band at my friend JD's wedding. They had these. <laughs> uh, they were awesome. So I'm like, who's going to accuse me? I'm at a Mexican wedding. I'm, the only one that isn't a suspect coming into this thing. So we took these awesome strobe lights, and I fired that thing up. It's so bright. I could land a plane, and it hit that bird, and you could just see him, like, squint, take off. You dick, I hate those. Uh, they're like little epileptics. <laughs> they don't like strobe lights. They know they're going to have a seizure. So if you have an owl, that's the best way to do it is a stolen strobe light from a Mexican wedding. Probably once a week, we have a, a tuft of feathers on the front part of the area there's some there's Mess, some action messing up on. some birds yeah they're violent a woman in florida is facing charges after she stole a young alligator for a photo shoot she kept it in the bathtub in her hotel room uh her name's madison stefan she used to work at this place called croc encounters in tampa she doesn't work there anymore but she still had <laughs> keys to the place she snuck inside took the alligator three footer yeah, nothing. <laughs> she wanted to do some selfies for her birthday shoot. Sure. Um, the owner of Croc Encounter says she did not have permission to take the gator. Right. Hence the word and stolen. And she won't press charges for theft or trespassing. No kidding. But uh, she left the alligator in the tub. Well, she was she arrested, She issued a right? notice uh, to appear in court for possession of the animal. It's unclear what charges or fines she might be facing. After she just that. has to give it back. Yeah. So she stole it and then checked out. Yeah. And so the maids found it. Yeah. The, well, and then they traced it back to her. And the police came in. Got it. So she had no intention of, like, keeping it. It was just somebody else's problem after her photo shoot. Yeah. I heard two people at a restaurant the other day where a girl, I wanted to punch her right in the nose. She goes, <laughs> uh, she wasn't good looking at all. I just wanted to turn around and say so. And she goes, oh, whatever they were talking about. I just heard her go, I can't. I've got a shoot Saturday. It's like, and her friend's like, oh, Where? Oh, we're going to drive up to Prescott. I've got a, sh- a photo shoot Saturday for my, my I think she called it her grams, but I'm just like Jeez. throwing up in my head too much. <laughs> and I, you don't have a shoot. You're taking pictures of yourself for your own thing. Are you getting paid for your shoot, Mm-mm. pig? You're not a model. If you say you're a model, you're not a model until somebody pays you for it. John, the uh, Brazilian wandering spider. It's in South America, where it lives most of the time and often found on banana banana leaves. It packs a nasty bite. The venom can cause an array of symptoms, including extreme pain, tremors, cramps, profuse sweating, weakness, changes in heart rate. It causes menopause? (laughs) Immediate onset. (laughs) Preopism. 
Oh no! It oh. gives you give you that curved wiener. People get bit and they can't. It won't go down for days. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So now scientists have gotten hold of the venom, using it for one thing. They're using it for a new potential. New Viagra. Yeah, new Viagra. So you can be attracted to your pig, stinky, fat wife again. (laughs) Or at least make her believe you are. Most of us would rather be bitten by a wandering spider from Brazil than have sex with our wives. Especially after a certain amount of time. Now dab a little of that wandering spider on you. Put the spider on your wang. Have it bite in and she'll be be none the wiser that you're not interested in her anymore. Look how excited you make me, baby. You can say, while you bleed profusely internally. (laughs) I got a couple of quick radio videos. That is something women should know. There is no such thing as, uh, you know, erectile dysfunction. It's It's you. you. (laughs) (laughs) We've made up a fake disease, but... We got like little a, blue pills to help us. We pretend, legs. but yeah, yeah. it's kind we'll of restless legs. It's not real. We just say it so you think it's something wrong with us so we don't have to listen to you. But deep down, it's your fault. Because if the right person came along, it would work again. And I'm not talking about spinal cord injuries. That's not erectile dysfunction. Right. But let's be honest. It, it's you. Keep your game sharp, ladies. Yeah, that's right. It's up to you to keep us going. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I'm not a doctor, but I'm right. We got another uh, We've done this woman trying to bowl. We have, yeah. The, the guys it. aren't working the rope too well on the bowl here. No. Oh, there's a, they're, they're holding the bowl on a rope. Yeah. Oh, there's a girl running away. This did not go well. Oh, so, the rope so, is slack. So, the rope is the... definitely slack. I don't remember this, but. Yeah, I don't remember it either. I wasn't sure. The rope, uh, uh, the, yeah, the bull on a leash, but it's. It's one of those retractable ones, and he's he's stretching it. And he are killed they, her. He killed are they her. They at an elementary school. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Looks like it was or a maybe a prison. <laughs> That's kind of bigoted, but you might be right. <laughs> I don't know where they are, but it's where I never want to be. Because it doesn't look like a sanctioned uh, no. fairgrounds or anything where bulls should be playing with people. She did. Yeah, she's definitely not going to wake up for a while. Next on. one's a, a quick guy that's really flexible. That bull's name was Ambien. <laughs> this is uh, more of Brady's Middle Eastern tour. Okay, yeah, yeah he's... this guy can... Uh... Oh, there goes his back. Oh, he's curving himself. He's crushing himself like an aluminum can. His head is now like resting on his butt. What is wrong oh, with this guy? Oh, he's fine. Folds in half to where he can put his head on his own butt. And that cracking noise is... So what's like, the cracking oh, noise? He made a bubble wrap? They, they added that. Yeah, oh, they had oh, that. Oh, God. Oh, just the... That's hard to look at. He turns himself into an S. And then he can put his Actually, own, he, he literally his, can put his head up his ass. Turns himself in more of a five, don't you think? Yeah, that's more when his head bends <laughs> yeah. down, he's now a five. He's half of a swastika is basically what he turns into. <laughs> Check your hair today, kids. This is one for your breakfast. Look at the size of these creatures. What, what is it? Lice? Wait, maggots? You got, There's you maggots. Checked, oh, right? oh, my God. Can't you just dunk your head in water? What? I know. You think that, that, it's that is just it's so thick. Isn't that? Thick mane of hair that is just yeah, full of bugs. It takes time to oh, get a comb. Get a comb. Get, get a, a just kill gasoline yourself. and a lighter. <laughs> just kill yourself. He's got his uh, L.A. Dodgers slides on, though. Again, yeah, if I saw were, that at the end. Those <laughs> fell out of a plane, Brady. <laughs> if you look, Brady's tour. <laughs> yeah, he's World back. Series champion slides from last <laughs> year. That's my <laughs> handwriting. Yeah, he's yeah. back into the... Uh, yeah, Brady can read that because yeah. that's how he writes. Sanskrit. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, where are? Why are you visiting so many Saudi Arabian sites? Oh, it's the algorithm now, John. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. love this stuff. They're feeding they me. Him. Hey, Al Qaeda Bogan, here you go. <laughs> All right, is that it for you? That's it. Yeah, because right. Brett showed Brett has... one of the videos to people at our pub and grub visit yesterday. I didn't oh. watch it, but oh. their reaction was phenomenal. So All let's right, see I'll what... just start out. I'll start out with these. I'll just save that one for last. Okay. This one, I don't know if this is fake or not, but. Uh... The guy's uh, chainsawing a tree, a yeah. really big tree, and uh, he's just—he looks like Charlie Daniels is uh, taking down a tree. Yes. Or, or the man in the yellow jacket with Curious George. Maybe that's Jim Jones. Tree goes down, falls. This is a good ending, though. Uh, tree is down. There's no real big reason to worry now, but inside the tree, it appears to be hollow. There's a dog oh, in the tree. There. There's a dog in my tree. <laughs> There's a dog. That's he's Eddie. Saying. That's Eddie, isn't it? It's Eddie from Fraser. <laughs> Hello, Fraser. I'm back. How about that? So, see, my videos aren't always that was that beautiful, bad. Yeah. Brett. Considering what's going on with the Humane Society and that lady so Chandler, nice. that was gorgeous. I'm and proud I, of you, Brett. Thanks. He fell inside of a tree, which I didn't even know trees had hollers in the middle. Now yeah. uh, we'll switch it up a little bit. Here's a uh, little restaurant video for yeah, you. That was yeah. uplifting, Brett. I feel great a- about that video. Hopefully, it I'll bring you back down. Hopefully, it can tell. Okay, we're in a restaurant surveillance camera in the corner. About 12, 13 people sitting inside. Some motorcycles parked outside. Which getting ready. Man, here comes now a truck. A truck is now. Oh, my God. It didn't stop. It didn't just come through the window a little. And it's It's still going. It drove right through. It drove right through this cruddy restaurant. And and now there's a small fire. Yep, I see it. Because he was delivering. How many people get taken down? There's one, two, three, four. The guy in the green is with a girl. That's five. The propane tanks are right there. Yeah. There's a guy cooking. Cooking right in front of you. Did you count three? Four, five, six, seven. There's one, two. Oh, that guy's under the truck. Wow. Everybody. Is under the truck except for the cook, who then just runs away like he had right. something to. Wow! The delivery was for the restaurant next yeah. door. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here. He's the Dante of that yes. country's. Wow. Well, that's horrible. All, All right. right, and Finally. here we go. This was the pub and grub video from yesterday <laughs> oh, that uh, Charles and Stemmings loved yeah. so much. Yeah, Mark and Charles watched this with their hands. They they were horrified. All right. Ah! It's a board, and a guy's got Toledo. a wiener. No nail. No Toledo nail. again. Don't do it. Don't do it. Tiny wiener on a board, and uh, he is no, no, he's no, placing no, it no, gently no, in the center of what appears to be a, I don't know what that is, just a piece of plywood. He's stretching it out, and a good stretch on there. Doesn't, That's a nothing one seems by to four. happen That's here. That's a one by yeah, four. Yeah, thank you from the construction element of it. A one by four. He places the oh, tip yeah. firmly it. onto no, the wood. Oh, here's a needle, needle of some sort. Uh, he's plunging the needle into the corona. Ah! Oh, it's in! It's in! Oh, it's in! And he's pinning his penis oh, yeah. oh my to the wood itself. It's not done yet. He's pinning it down. Over. Oh, we've got oh, a hammer! No. Oh, oh, he's taking a blood sample. Oh, God! Oh, make it stop! Oh, there's a there's blood pooling into the top of this little contraption on top of the nail. Oh no, he's not done yet. Oh, got another he's needle. Pulling. He's pulling. Be, it's acupuncture. He's putting another needle into the yeah. lower part of the shaft. And, I, and I'm seeing previous holes. Yeah, no, this isn't this his first rodeo, Brady. This guy's been doing this for all the needles all the way through the penis. At the shaft, the hammer is, I'm sure, back into the picture. Starting now, he's hammering it again. How long is does that, this go on? Is that penis planking? Oh, what is that called? This only happens. There's another no, 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 left. A minute and a half. Oh, fast ball. To, oh, third to, nail. No. A third nail. Jump to the last ten seconds. Between the two, no, the no, no, third no. nail is now. He's just going to hammer away. Oh, oh. He, 
Oh, God, make it end. Why? Oh, it's, it's firmly detached to the piece of wood. Enough! What happens? Oh, no! Oh, he's going through the tip. Oh, he's going through the, the tip. last one. Spearhead. Oh, it's right at the tip. Oh, God. Oh, there's four nails in it. And it seems that he's growing through That's the process. He started wood. very small, and now it's it's useful at this point. Okay. The purpose. What is the end game here? There's there's something to the end of this video. Please tell me this is a... Jump to the end. Jump to the end. Jesus had a better day than this guy. I'll show you the plank. Oh. His dick has been crucified. And, and now just multiple angles of it. Jump cuts. Jump cuts. Many multiple jump cuts. And really the only purpose to that entire video was to nail it to the board. Oh. Wow. I am hard as a rock. And that's that's uh, what try uh, that. that's what uh, Mark and Charles were watching yesterday. Yeah. Oh God! And they only watched half of it. What's they only the, watched the first one. What's the website? Uh, I don't think it has one on there. Let me look. Oh, I don't have a website. Toledo, right. that's what you do in your wood shop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Toledo actually produce any construction <laughs> items, but he's in there a lot. Oh, all right, it's eight twenty. That was a tough one because it just was so methodical. At the end, right in the tip. Oh, oh the tip was the that was the uh, closer. That was the the grand finale. <sighs> all right, that I'm going to take some time with that one. Uh, the golden ticket floats out there somewhere. Would you want to hang out oh, with boy, us? Brett will oh, oh, show you oh, some oh. videos. Yeah, uh. I'm going to take a few seconds off, stretch it out. No, I'll just stretch out. Do they have that. DVD players on the plane? I mean, yeah. I might feel well, yeah, you know what? Okay. If not, we'll bring one. We'll make sure that we can fire it up. We'll Bluetooth it into everybody's phone. We'll just airdrop. We'll airdrop the videos onto everybody's phone. Uh, there goes your Brady Report. Thanks, Hooters. It's Wings Day. Try to eat those today. It's 98. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. I dig that one. That is the foo right there. La-di-da from Concrete and Gold. That's a, a probably two songs off that album were good. The rest of it's not very good, but that's one of them. And the reason you're like, whoa, why are you playing that Foo Fighter song? Well, because Foo's going to be in town here in a little bit, and the show is completely and utterly sold out. Don't want to hear from anybody who's like, oh, this Foo Fighter song, I don't like them. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They sold out because people do like them. But I don't, so. So what? Oh, right, we'll cancel the show. Yeah, all right. Hey, you know what? You're right. One guy. Not a big fan of foop. Okay. Nobody asked you to be one. And don't go. And don't go. But what you can do, like uh, I just got an email from Rhiannon. She says, hey, your tap that track thing's not working. It ain't supposed to yet. But good job trying. You test it out right now if you're listening online or at 98KUPD on the app. Uh, or 98kpd.com, uh, you'll get the little picture of the song up there. It'll come up in you know, Foo Fighters, la di da You tap the track. You just you, you finger it. <laughs> hmm. You tap it, and uh, it'll enter you immediately into uh, a chance to win Foo Fighters tickets on October 3rd at Talking Stick. The show's sold out completely. It's the only way you're going to get them. So tap that track starts Friday at 5. We're just testing you out with a few Foo Fighters songs right there, getting used to it. You might not have known la di da was the Foo, and there it is, a Foo Fighters song. You knock out, tap the track. You qualified to win those tickets 
uh, coming up here on October 3rd. We're starting it on Friday at 5 with Fitz. It's going to roll all the way through uh, until 11.59 p.m. on October 1st, which is hard to believe is uh, Sunday night. Is that right? Holy cow. October 1st is Sunday night, isn't it? Oh, geez. 28, tomorrow, 29, 30th. Yeah, yeah, Sunday night. How about that? So, yeah, get on that. All weekend long, tap that track. Listen at 98kupd.com or through the 90K, 98kupd app. Easy enough. Foo Fighters coming to town next week. Next Tuesday, right? Man, how's about it? Well, you can practice when you hear a Foo song right now. Just tap it. I did it. Just get used to it. It's not working quite yet, but 5 o'clock Friday, it'll turn on. You'll be ready to go. Uh, Foo, getting you all ready for it. Uh, we were going to talk about the uh, uh, the golden ticket thing coming up here in a little bit. It's got to happen pretty soon. So brace yourselves. I just told Susan down the hall after she said, uh, step into my office, sugar. I got some questions for you. I'm like, I prefer not to be called that. I don't care what you want. It's our turn. <laughs> uh, but she was just talking about, uh, we were talking about how this Vegas trip thing is going gangbusters right now. And it is. Like, I thanked her for helping out because the sales staff did an amazing job of getting this all arranged. Uh, SetJet being a partner with us has been incredible. Uh, they're just awesome people. Meeting them and, and being able to do what we did on their plane and doing the video and having them participate has been incredible. Resorts World has stepped up now and just, you know, like anything you guys want, it's been amazing. So we've got a nice partnership. NewACUnit.com gave us the guess the temp on Saturday. They were awesome. So everybody that's participated in this has made it huge. But you guys are really popping it. Like, there is a swell of people emailing me questions that we should ask. And if I get through, you got to ask me these questions. I'm like, if I if you get through, if you've written me five questions and you get through, I will ask your five questions. On these phones? Yeah. Yeah. I will. If, if the, the odds of you having that happen are zero. Point something, 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 one. But that, what I'm saying is there's a point something chance that you can do it. So if you write me five questions and they're accurate, and say, and get through, I will ask your questions. But it's not going to happen. I don't have to worry about it. I'm throwing out a thing that is not going to occur. If it does, the crazy town. Why would do it then? Yeah. Well, give it a try. Yeah. But your questions have to be right. And they have to be about the show. And they can't be like, you know. That'd be great if they were wrong answers. Oh, it'd be awesome. Even better. If we gave you the right answer instead. Oh, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. What? I wrote it. I know. And you wrote the wrong answer. Goodbye. But when you hear the uh, thing of uh, uh, Grandpa Joe singing and dancing, then you know to get on that thing and call us. 585-9800. You guys are blowing up our phones and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. So, <laughs> Can you please change the name of the contest to Finger the Foo? Uh, no, we can't. <laughs> Just do it as Mr. T. I don't think that's a good idea. A Finger the Foo, go to Foo Fighters. Well, one of the questions today is about Brett and the relatively tied to that finger thing. <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit. So just be Allegedly. ready. Grandpa Joe's right around the corner. He's only got an hour and 18 minutes, and we've got Rock Wars in the middle of that. He can pop up at any given time. So be prepared to hear it and then call us up. I have a feeling it's right around the corner. It's 98 KUPD. You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. 98. What the hell is wrong with you? KUPD. Holmberg's morning sickness. These things suck. Cause I've got a golden ticket. Oh, boy. The uh, 
The golden ticket is out there. Toledo, uh, Toledo's, the, the phones are basically uh, just like Larry's dating life. Zero connections. <laughs> we got one. We got one already. Yeah. He's on caller one. The phones keep shutting down. Toledo will answer, and they, you guys are shutting. There's too many of you. Please, some of you stop calling. We immediately demand to not dial up 602-585-9800. Stop it. You broke the phone. Two, we're at two. Out of the thousands, every time he answers, all of them drop out. So if you're ringing and it goes busy, it's because of the other listeners. It's their fault. Never, ever has it been this difficult to answer a phone. It's like waiting for the Powerball numbers. It is. Oh, it's in. crazy. So right now, we are we are in the midst of the... The, uh, it's out there. Now the phones are ringing furiously. You can keep trying and trying and trying. We're going to take a break while Toledo tries to work through what you guys have created, which is an avalanche of phone calls that our phone system cannot handle. So he, every time he gets to one where there's a connection, he's got five now. So we got three to go. Keep trying. Five at five, nine, eight hundred. And we'll get to caller eight. And then we will quiz you for the golden ticket. Super HMS 22nd birthday fly away with set jet. All the way to Las Vegas, where you will stay in Resorts World. Glorious rooms up there at Resort World. That is beautiful. And uh, we'll put you in there, and then we're going to give you Shinedown tickets. We're going to give you Adam Ray tickets. We're just going to have a blast celebrating our 22nd birthday. Uh, we're, we're still getting through them. Phones are just blowing up. Toledo is trying to work through and make it work. Uh, get to caller number eight, and my friends, it could be you. And and by the way, I am, died. I am the whole phone system. <laughs> there there you go. Go. It all came back at once. It's insane how bad the phone system is, or how many of you there are. Uh, we'll take a break. The uh, caller eight should be there by then. It's 98 KUPD. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Trash. My sweet Jesus. Come on. This is absurdity. We've got the eighth caller. They're calling because they heard? Okay, so here's the problem. You guys have to stop calling now because we've got the phone number of the eighth call. I know. Stop it. I beg you, I beg of you, please, if you're friends with me at all, stop calling so we can call out. We can't make a phone call out now because the phones are being bombarded. We are breaking the phones. You guys are, you're awesome, but that's enough, all right? Hang up, Zeke. Yeah, yeah, Zeke, hang up. You're not, you're, none of you are winners anymore. We have one guy we have to contact, and because our phone system is so overloaded right now. Lito might have to go through a speakerphone. <laughs> we might have to hold the phone yep. up to the thing. It's just not. Oh no! We'll just wait. We'll wait until. Oh, yes, that works. Oh that, boy, Fonzie! That's, that's, oh boy, oh boy! That's good engineering right there. What he just did. Smash it. How did our phones in the quad work? I and in this know. palace over here. Well, evidently, we Nothing. weren't as big. We never had this. Pro- We've had this problem since we moved in. All right, Toledo. We'll try to call this guy. Though. We got his number. We had the eighth caller. We're like, give us your number. When we call, it was like, hi, you're the eighth caller. Give us your phone number, like right now. And sure enough, that happened. And then the phone shut down. So. He'll be beating on the phones for a second. It's very exciting what we're doing right now because you never know when it's going to happen. We don't even know when it's going to happen now. So what was his name, Robert? Jay. Jay. We have another guy named Jay two days in a row. So we're trying to call Jay back. We'll get him, and then we'll quiz him, and we'll make this work. The golden ticket. It's just too popular. Please stop calling us. It's corn. 98 KUPD. Post it. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? K-U-P-D. 
Holmberg's Morning Sickness. All right, screw this. Uh, we're, we're, we're getting it while we can. I'm sorry. We're, we're moving on. Uh, we got a golden ticket. We sorry, got the guy Jonathan on the phone. I, sorry, you've all heard corn before, goddammit. It's enough. Great song. Yeah. There's this goddamn long to get back to the guy. Jesus. All right, now we're back to normal again. Christ's sake, can we get somebody in here who can get us a phone system that doesn't crash every time we get... We have too many listeners. That just goes to tell you about the rest of this city. I've spun it in my own brain to assume we're too popular for phones. That's the only way I can continue working here. Brett said, get it in your next contract. If the phones don't work, you walk. <laughs> like they're going to start cutting me checks. Going, we blew the phone thing. We blew it. They'd sue me in a second. All right. Well, here we go, though. Uh, we got a guy named Jay on the line for now. Uh, Jay, are you there? Yes, sir. Welcome, Jay. We've got you. How awful was that? We were hanging up on you. Horrible, but horrible. We, we got your number. You were the eighth caller. We made sure that the eighth caller didn't get uh, gypped when the phone system broke. It's in the rules that if it breaks, we can continue. We're not that kind of show. So you were the eighth caller. Jay, what is your uh, what is your full name? Uh, Jay Lopez. Jay Lopez. All right. We already got one of you. Thanks for trying. I'm just kidding, Jay. <laughs> You're not really Miguel Cassian because he won the other day. And actually emailed this morning and said, if I win again, can I just pretend to be someone else? I'm like, oh, what's stopping you? So you could be uh, Jay Lopez. You could be Miguel. I don't even know. I don't care. How long have you been listening to the show, Jay? Uh, since 2008. 2008. That's a pretty good run. You probably have some some knowledge about what we're up to. What do you do for a living? Uh, I work in water utility. Water utility. What does that mean? You just do... You uh, six meters, service lines, oh, okay. main brakes. All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, drinking, drug problem. What do you got? Uh, I love to drink. No right. drugs. What's your drink? What's your choice? Uh, let's do a vodka Sprite. Um, anything liqueur. Oh, I like that. Vodka soda's better for you. Vodka Sprite, a little sugary, but mm-hmm. I, I'm with you on that. All right. Uh, all right. And uh, nothing, no criminal record or anything we got to worry about taking you across state lines? No. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. Here we go with the five questions. Now, some of these questions were actually written by listeners. I took them right off. This is actually good, good questions. Written by some of the listeners. Jay Lopez, today's contestant, to fly to Vegas with us for our 22nd birthday. You ever been on a private jet before, Jay? No, sir. Oh, my God. You haven't lived yet. So we're going to see if we can get you on there. Set Jets uh, got a HMS Air, all designated just for us. Two seats left, you and your guest. Who would you take, Jay? I would actually take my fiance. Oh, yeah? She good looking? She's a spicy Latina. Yes. All right. Well, she may not be coming back with you. All right. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Good luck. Question number one. What did Brady's wife catch him furiously masturbating in front of that caused lots of moral and legal questions about Brady? Brady's wife one night caught caught him jerking off at the house. He claims he wasn't, but it was because he's such a gentleman. He had laid out tissues on the couch cushions because he had a landing zone. Prep pad. He had a landing zone figured out before he had an erection. I'm going to say his uh, fish tank. Fish tank. Final answer. Yes. Says a fish tank. That is correct. One, you got it right. All right. Question number two. In October. My band of many names plays a Halloween-themed show. Take uh, famous musicians who have passed away, resurrect them on stage, pay tribute to them, 
And it is called what? Night of the Living Dead. Final answer. Yes, sir. Night of the Living Dead. We're like Jeopardy. Night of the Singing Dead. Singing Dead. Oh, dang it. Jay. Drink some water. By the way, Night of the Singing Dead. Two shows this year. Two shows. So popular, they're doing it twice now. So many dead. So many dead. So many shows. Oh, Jay, that hurts. I was rooting for you there. I'm sorry. I know. I was was rooting for myself, too. (laughs) That's good. That's a good self-confidence move right there. I'm proud of you. Jay, thank you for listening since 2008. We're not done yet, but thank you for being part of this. And uh, you can still keep trying because we still got slots. So I'm rooting for you to get through again. Now that we have your phone number, we can make this easier. Thank you, Jay. We're we're sorry, sir. Nice job. Yeah, Night of the Singing Dead. A stickler on the details of that, but uh, imagine the listeners. Big difference. It is. Oh, my goodness. Night of the Singing Dead happening on the Saturday and Sunday, or Friday and Saturday before Halloween this year. Two shows, Brady. One up there at uh, Desert Ridge, one downtown at Copper Blues. No way my voice holds up. No, that second night's going to be a hilarious drunk show. But we'll still have fun. So uh, there you go, Night of the Singing Dead. That's where he got stymied today. So no winner this morning for the golden ticket. Damn it. Brady's wife uh, already nagging Brady. Listen as much as you want. You're going to hear it a lot. That one didn't count. Uh, so there you she go. She loves Willy Wonka. And she can pipe down. Yeah. By the way, we already got a program director and we already got mothers. So keep your text to you and your families to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fish tank was the answer we were looking for. Brady jerked off in front of that. Was a question that was sent in to us by one of our listeners. That's where Brady's wife caught him jerking off. Hey, that's a good one. So uh, again. You send me five questions and get through, I'll ask you your own question. The odds of that happening are zero. But if they do, we're not going to. People still calling. Even though that one I played for uh, Brady's wife didn't count. That was just a closer. That's how we ended it. Oh, yeah, that did it. Nah, it didn't. They're done. It's all over. Oh, Jay. All right. Well, there you go. We have a rock horse coming up. I'm always a little disappointed that they lost, but then it just means we get to do it again tomorrow. Because we're coming down to the last of it. It ends October 6th. If we don't have all the winners in by then, we got to come up with a new plan. But we'll see. Today's loser, also named Jay. That's two days in a row. Rock Wars right around the corner. It's 98 KUPD. The golden ticket continues to baffle and surprise. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98 KUPD. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. Uh, 98kupd, there's Disturbed right there. I'm very disappointed when we have a loser. But again, I'm enjoying this game probably more than anything we've done with games for a long, long time. This is fun. But uh, you guys are getting through, and I'm getting all the questions from people now. So you guys can actually start writing your own questions if you want to. Pretty cool. I got loads of them coming in. Also noticed... Uh, I'm going back and forth with Megan right now about, like, she said that she said, uh, we had a discussion about Pete Davidson, and uh, and I said, oh, he's because he's got some new girlfriend again, and now he's now he's in the news again for having, like, ketamine problems or whatever. 
So uh, she said, well, he looks good now because he got his tip. I'm like, okay, so I just find pictures of Pete Davidson. I'm like, oh, you're right. He's hot now. And there's another one that came out this morning. His butthole eyes are back. And he, I just, I find Pete Davidson like, blech. So, uh, so she's like, hey, we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, look, that's great because the day you leave me finally, when you, <laughs> when you finally find a guy, it, make him look like Pete Davidson. It takes the sting out. Then the last <laughs> thing you want to do is like see that your ex did great, you know. Intern Jesus. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Baby, beautiful baby Jesus that works here now with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yahweh. Yeah. You can't end up in those pictures and like, oh crap. You want to see your ex do worse? Like when I found out my ex ex wife uh, was uh, like the guy she married's deaf in one ear and kind of does that. I like <laughs> I win. <laughs> now, granted, the dude's loaded, so it makes it easier, but. I mean, I wish I was deaf when I was married to her, so I guess he wins twice. <laughs> but have you seen the show? Now, this is a weird one. The show, uh, I, I don't know what it's streaming on, but it's before it's the like 90 Day Fiance, only instead of just two people who are crazy to get married, one of the ladies tells a story. You don't know what the show is, and she says, uh, my husband passed away from cancer, and for his long battle with cancer, he told me all he wanted me to do was move on and be happy. So now I'm going to. And so they just show her thumbing through options for the TV show, and it is just dudes that look like they were they should have been cast in Bridgerton, just mocha giants like these beasts. I'm like Jesus Christ! And this poor dude died of cancer. He's you know it's a you know normal dude, nothing special about him, decent looking. But now she's just getting Tyson Beckford like everything from Blacked.com, and it makes you think. Well, she never wanted him in the first place. Like, this was her, it's totally out of her taste line, which is, this is my dead husband. Thank God, now I can date Bridgerton. It's, like, tasteless. If you go on TV... Oh, these guys want to parlay it to the next level. Well, of course they do. I get their approach. Yeah. But what she needs to do, and any decent woman whose husband croaks, when you go on TV to show your dating experiences, is at least tell the producers, look... Make as many guys look like my ex-husband as possible so it looks like I still miss him. Don't go out and find half Put of the one Sudan. Joe in there. Yeah, one dude that looks like the old guy and like give him a <laughs> chance. Don't don't make Bridgerton the only option because then it just looks like she's happy he's dead and she can move on to what she really liked, which was a symphony bar versus the uh, white chocolate Hershey's. <laughs> I'm fine with her really you know, moving on to whatever race, color, creed she chooses, but don't make it a big celebration on TV. This is what I like. But she had to tell the producers, what are you looking for? The opposite of my dead husband. So no bald, no white, none of that. I want that guy. Bridgerton? Yeah, make like 20 of those. It just I'd um, see, Yeah, well, that's a setup for her, too. I mean, it's like you can choose what you want now. But isn't the whole idea of the show for the crowd to go, oh, she's so lucky he's dead. She gets to move on to this guy. You don't want to watch some widow. Finding new love and a better looking than the dead guy. That should be a rule on TV. If you're a widow or widower, the person that you end up with on TV can't look better than the one that died. You have to downgrade a little bit somewhere. Because then people will be like, well, if it wasn't for her dying, he wouldn't have that hot model. I mean, women would be furious if a dude went on TV, I lost my wife to cancer, and they show a picture of her. I haven't seen the um, She's Golden okay. Bachelors. Oh, I don't know his story. Is he yeah. a widower? But if a well, dude he's did got that, his daughters there, so yeah, there who was, cares about you know, them? Nobody needs the right. family around. That's worse. Now you got to raise their adult kids yeah. and the grandkids. Screw that. They're old. Yeah. 
they're still going to be hanging around. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, if a guy was on TV and, and upgraded from his dead wife to some beautiful model that was, like, Brazilian or something exotic, he'd be like, well, he never wanted that first that mousy white woman in the first place. He's moving on to some, you know, like she just pulled her out of the carnival parade. This is what I really like, the thick ass of this one here. My dead wife didn't have that. Thanks, Jesus, for giving her the brain tumors. Anyway, just keeping it in mind. That's just a lesson for all of us. Now, if there's a full revenge factor and you're still both alive, the goal for both of you is to get someone that looks and is better visually for Facebook uh, than your ex. That's no problem for Megan. They, she decides <laughs> we kind of had that no uh, reality battle a little bit years ago when that uh, Kate plus eight came on and then they broke oh. up and he kept. Yeah, but that's a breakup. Her new boyfriend, you expect revenge in a breakup. Her, his girlfriend. Totally fine in a breakup. That's supposed to happen. That's rubbing it in. A dead guy gets cancer and croaks. She moves on to something that's like, you know, visually more spectacular on fitness. Isn't that right? Anyway, we're running late. That's my fault. But again, yeah, what, the day Megan comes to her scent, like I uh, was it, uh, talking to a guy this weekend and his wife and him were celebrating their anniversary. And he said, just last week, my wife met Jason Momoa. And I'm like, she's still here? He goes, that's what I said. She goes, it's so stupid. And I'm like, if Jason Momoa said you were, he was interested in you, and then her husband interrupts and says, I'd have told her to leave. I'm not that good. And I'm like, none of us are. That's a good win for her. That's a, that's a tip your cap moment. You know, you just took the third strike. Like, I was expecting a curve and you blew one by me. You let her go. If you love someone, truly selflessly love someone, when Jason Momoa comes along and like, you're off you go. This is, yeah, I'm going to help you pack. I, I don't want you to go, but I, you're not You staying. know what? Time to go. Here's your check. Here's my <laughs> right, half. Right. Just go ahead. Well, that's a, that's a, I'm not doing that. <laughs> No, if you leave well, with Jace Momoa, that's your yeah, win. You, yeah, exactly. That's the settlement. You just get no fight. Yeah, Bradley Cooper showed up. Bye, Medea. I'll see right. you later. Goodbye. What are you going to have a great life? Like she's, every time you're in a fight, she's going to go, and I could have had Bradley Cooper. Well, you yeah, got to exactly. let him go. Here's your check. I'm on my way. <laughs> now, what you're rooting for is someday to go on uh, Facebook and find your wife's name. Like in my case, it would be Megan, and then in parentheses it would say Holmberg, and then Davidson afterwards. I'd be like, ah, I win. She married Pete Davidson. <laughs> That's going to end in a ketamine-fueled nightmare. She's going to have fire department guys at her house, constantly paramedics, pulling Pete's body out. <laughs> and I'll just move on to whatever. But yeah, low bar for your wife, my wife, and mostly Brett's wife. <laughs> And he's still got his hair, so he's got one up on us. But Ronnie and Megan decide to take off. It's We're pretty much – people are going to look at their new Facebook pages and go, yeah, that's a good move. Quality. Anyway, Brett, you won uh, Rock Wars last time. What do you got for us? Uh, we talked about it a little bit earlier just between us and talking about uh, – uh, Biden's dog commander oh. biting another Secret yeah. Service agent. What is this? Ten, twelve now? Yeah, he's yeah. up there. He's got a baker's dozen. Yeah, double digits now. Yeah. Damn, damn boy, damn. What are you doing? No, 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 bad boy. Ah, I'm sorry. So let's do a uh, song for Commander and Biden. <laughs> now, anybody else in the world, and I'm a dog lover, but anybody else has a dog that's bitten 10 people, we start talking about the needle. Quarantine. Well, it's over in most cases. You're getting sued. And, uh, and these are the people protecting Biden, and they can't fight off the dog? An assassin's got no problem. All you got to do is bite the guy and then attack the old man. Yeah. And you got commanders. Take care of a dog. Commanders like Sirhan Sirhan is just dropping 
Secret Service agent. Nothing can do about it. How do you train a dog? He's got to have like the like Caesar. What's his name? The dog whisperer. He should be yeah. at the house. Milan. Yeah, we can get that dude up there in a heartbeat. He's probably been riding yeah. for the last two years. <laughs> There's Caesar Milan. Come on, man. Dog's eating everybody around here. Let me try. What do you do? How do you train a dog? It's impossible. Did he get across the border yet? You're not paying any attention. <laughs> Mr. Biden, wake up. I tried to teach you. I don't understand. You know, I have this problem with my wife. <laughs> Why does everyone laugh when I say I have a wife? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't expect to have a wife. I thought you were one of them queer baits. Anyway, train my animal. That's not working. What are you doing? Wee wee. Hey, look, it's piss all over the carpet. Mr. Biden, you did that. That's you. My wife is not cleaning that. <laughs> I got a wife. keeps bringing up that fake wife. You know way you're straight. Anyway, all right. A theme song for Commander and, uh, and the Commander-in-Chief. Yeah. That dog that bites everybody. Again, any of my dogs bite ten people. And I got a knock on the door saying, let's get it out of here. We have a friend of ours, Jack Russell, bit a kid. They had to put it down. The state made him. Because he nibbled on someone else once. But Jack Russell bit a kid, and they're like, we got to put it down. It's a danger dog. You get a bite record, you can't adopt it. Commander's bitten 10 people. Home insurance. Oh, it's terrible. He's a good dog. Just don't get around his mouth. Stay with him like 15 feet. Usually he's just hovering around my corpse. <laughs> just make sure nobody touches me while I sleep. Cause going I can... nuts. It's smelling cocaine all yeah. over that. <laughs> God, he used to be a cocaine dog, so when Hunter's here... Kind of gets a little weird. I'm, I'm convinced that was Joe's cocaine. He's acting goofy. He called LL Cool J a boy the other day. That was hilarious. LL Just James so cool, James J. cool J. That boy's got big arms. We don't say that anymore. Man, sick him. Sick him, boy. <laughs> anyway, all right. A, a song for Commander and Joe. Uh, you got any suggestions? Holmberg at 98kupd.com. Uh, we'll throw those up there. We'll have our selections next. It's 98. You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. 98. What the hell is wrong with you? K-U-K-U-P-D. Holmberg's morning sickness. Musical battle that is known as Rock Wars. It's brought to you by our friends at Mo Money Palm, but Larry took my paper. $10 or $100,000 in loans. They're capable of that. <laughs> uh, the whole process taking yeah. just. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There it is. Short or long term collateral loans from $10 to over $100,000. No credit needed and top dollar paid. And the entire process just takes several minutes. MoMoneyPawn.com. Thank you. Larry, <laughs> what a country. Uh, all right, the theme song is for uh, Joe Biden's dog, Commander, which has bitten at the at very least 10. It's, he's now over 10. Some estimates around 12. It's Baker's like a dozen. Yeah, it's like uh, trying to figure out Sean Kemp's kid total. <laughs> 10 to 12 people have been bitten, all Secret Service agents, by Commander Joe Biden's dog. Now, I don't know how the President of the United States can't summon in a great dog trainer to knock this off, but he's just not doing it. Scott Haynes has a theory. He emailed in and said it's just because, have you ever seen a dog that hangs around a bag of bones? They get defensive. And I'm like, I guess that kind of makes sense that yeah, he can smell toy. the bones uh, hanging around with them all the time. Uh, Brett, who would you like to go first? Uh, go ahead. Want me to go first? Yeah. All right. I like this one. 
Probably what Joe Biden's saying all the time. Yeah, a little hair of the dog that bit you. And I love this cover. Guns and Roses taking care of Nazareth, uh, hair of the dog, which I love because now you're messing with a son of a bitch and Commander has proven <laughs> that he might be one. Toledo, where are you? Oh, son of a bitch. Now you're, now you're phones. messing with the son of a Maybe it isn't the phones. Maybe it's that guy. <laughs> He's still clogged up. And uh, so I say, hair of the dog by Guns and Roses. There it is. Messing with a son of a bitch. This would be a cool song to watch Commander walk into the Oval Office. There's my dog. Look at that son of a bitch. Get it? Mine was all tied together. Anyway, it would have worked out if Twitter was on time. Whatever. I understand bad timing. All right, uh, Brett, who's next? Ready. All right, I'm going with uh, an old school one from the 70s. I'm using the. Uh, the vocals of uh, Robert Plant, oh. Black Dog, Black Led Dog. Zeppelin. Oh, His commander is uh, got some black in him. <laughs> that is horrible. That is a horrible attempt at anything. You just found a song. You pandering? Yeah, you. Not only that, you found a song with the word "dog" in it that doesn't tie together. Hey, probably black somewhere on us, a German Shepherd. Fact. All right. This is commander. All right. It's a German shepherd. Anything. The dog's got black hair. Does he have black in him? He's got black on him. You said, does he have a black in him? Yeah, he's got black on him. (laughs) Stop it, Brett. You're encouraging this type of stupidity. (laughs) That was his sell for the song. Ah, He's got black in him. (laughs) Black dog. I don't know. I'll tie the word black. You know the president. All right, enough. I expected Terrible. who let the dogs on. Yeah. I was not so expecting that one. I actually wrote that down on my phone because I was like, when he did it, I was going to show him that I already knew. Oh. Black dog. Here's a song with dog Great in it. Great song. Black, I don't know, minimum effort. <laughs> All right, Brett, what do you got? Okay. Um, you know, this one really doesn't need to be sold that hard because I think uh, Wayne Static said it the best with, I'm with stupid. This is what's playing in Commander's head. Yes. I'm with Stupid yep. by Static X. Oh, you're getting Toledo. I'm getting Toledo. Oh, hardcore. Come on. Come on. Oh, I grab my I know it. We sang it last year. I got this one down. I like that. All right, Commander saying he's a loser and biting all of the others. <laughs> you lazy, <laughs> roly poly. In his defense, no. you guys did put pretty pictures up on the screen, and that is true him for about ten minutes. Look, black color dog, get it. The worst thing ever. Ah, there's a dog. Black in him. <laughs> Hit it, Toledo. <laughs> Two, three, four. All right, John Gordon, we're late. You have to pick one today. Come on over here. Will it be uh, I'm a Stupid by Static X, Hair of the Dog by Guns N' Roses, or Other? <laughs> well, now you're messing with a son of a bitch. That's right, because Commander is exactly that. I love it. Not even a debate. Although I did love I'm with Stupid. That's solid. <laughs> That's really solid. So, 
Brady, not so much on your own. <laughs> it's got some black in it. Idiot. All right, it's uh, Guns N' Roses doing the hair of the dog. It's a good one. we get the entertainment drill next. I win! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There it is. Commander's theme song. Hair of the dog. Damn boy, damn nice. I'm sorry. God, I'm sorry, but so sorry. Whoops. Commander's a little bit violent. Man, you guys, I'm getting, I told them to write questions for this game. This is scary. Some of the stuff you guys are remembering. I didn't even know my wife's middle name. (laughs) They knew it. It's pretty odd. Eugene. Who knew? I, we had that yesterday. We were asking John. We were coming up with him. What's Toledo's middle name? Irving. Yep. And oh, I'd forgotten that. Yeah. I thought initials it, rest in peace. That's right. You're R.I.P. Which explains your kind of sedentary life. You're welcome. Yeah. A guy said, "If we had votes today for Rock Wars, I would have clearly voted for Brady." John, you constantly say, "Put in the bare minimum in work and life." And Brady is certainly trying that (laughs) and perfecting it. It's very true. There's a dog black in it. Song. I've been overthinking this stuff then. (laughs) Throw a collar in in the name of the thing we're talking about. Remember when he, what was the up, up, and away one? The the one that you used the fifth dimension for, which was the laziest you've ever been. Why would I remember that? <laughs> That's a good point. What am I asking you about memories for? <laughs> I, I just wanted to hear that song. I remember laughing the rest of the day. I was like, that was so bad. <laughs> so bad it worked. Uh, it's time now for the entertainment drill. It's brought to you by our friends over at reactdefense.com, the home of Tactical Black Self-Defense Training. I have a the guy who emailed me and said, you're talking about uh, getting your parents involved in that. How do you do that? And, well, it depends on where your parents are, like right now, with what's going on. But you definitely want, you know, I had this talk with uh, uh, some people the other day, it was like a, a parent that isn't moving anymore. And there's truth to the idea that if you don't use it, you lose it. Uh, there's something about being comfortable, and there's something about uh, letting yourself relax into a thing. If you're not using your brain on your body, what's your brain and body going to do? They're going to relax. You atrophy fast. Your muscles kind of go away when you stop using them. Same thing with your brain. You stop using that, stop putting yourself uh, in challenging situations, then your body's just going to go, okay, this is what we do now. And it turns into blobby stuff and uh, disease and illness and everything else starts to go, all right, easy pickings right here. Uh, That's another way you can make yourself a victim and you do it to yourself by not doing anything. There's nothing better than challenging yourself with uh, mobility uh, thought process to what you're doing, keeping your brain active while you're physically active. And they do that at React Defense. You have no idea how much uh, the thought process starts going away and it becomes second nature to you because your brain loves it. You can feel faster and better and stronger and just better. Uh, and you can take your parents. I highly suggest that if you've got a parent that you're starting to see like, eh, you know what, they're not moving around a lot, let's get them active. Uh, drag them out there. They're great. They have the Silver uh, Sheepdog program up there and they've got like 10 or 11 people, a couple of them in their 80s. We're just kicking ass. And I've seen this when Megan used to train old people with silver sneakers years ago. Doctors tell them, oh, you're not going to do this again. You're not going to do that again. And then you just kind of say, you know what? You can do some of this. Put your cane down and work a little bit. Uh, 
she's so proud of that fact that sometimes she'd bring old people in there. And within a week or two, they didn't need their walkers. They didn't need their canes. They, didn't, they were using them as crutches because they were afraid it was over. It's not. If, you, if you're capable of moving around, they'll get you going. React Defense does a great job with that. If you've still got the ability to get up and move, crawl, walk, run, they'll take what you've got and work with you. They have a, he showed me a video of an, 80, an 80-year-old on the ground disarming someone. And it was lickety split fast. And I'm like, man, that is uh, encouraging. That is awesome. So, yeah, if you're older or something like that, or you're in your 50s and you haven't been working out for a while, get back in it and do your brain a favor and save yourself uh, stress later in life when things start closing up naturally. You're ahead of the game a little bit. ReactDefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black, and it's for everybody. It's Phoenix, Glendale, and Chandler. Brady, entertain me. My, Miami Dolphins receiver Tariq Hill yeah. had a Twitch session with uh, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, the guy uh, that just got oh the good player not the one yeah. that died or right, was right. Dying. not the one that, yeah I think that what was that oh it was Mike Williams Mike it was Williams. Like, never mind go ahead he said uh, he told Mike Evans uh, when I retire bro I really want to be a porn star very serious Tyreek Hill yeah people would watch that like, <laughs> you think I got that he asked him Mike's like yeah you, why would Mike know. Right. Here's another picture of my dick, Mike Evans. What do you think? <laughs> Have I got a future? The cheetah? I can see it, I guess. Please stop sending me this. Was not, uh, I mean, whatever you want, bro. <laughs> cheetah in the wild? You think I could do that? Cheetah.com? Yes, please. Why me? Why me, I ask. I beg you, Tyreek. Why? Have they, They've never even been on the same team. Yeah, I don't think so. Stop bothering Mike Evans with this, Tyreek, and just be faster than everyone on the field again. That dude's amazing. Rolling Stone put together a list of the 50 worst decisions in movie history. Number one. Wow. Shooting someone on the set of... Uh... Well, no, those are, those oh, are unfortunate sorry. incidents. Okay. Oh. Like in yeah. the movies, in the actual film itself? Because I would say making Pearl from, Harbor. From actors or... From decisions of making the movie itself yeah. to actors turning down roles. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, who's the guy who turned down The Matrix? Is that was Will Smith? Uh, Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So above that, um, in number five was Matt Damon. He turned down Avatar, including a 10% of the back end. Oh. $250 million. Oh. In his pocket. In his pocket. Yeah. Ouch. Um. Blockbuster turns down an offer to buy Netflix for $50 million in yeah. the year 2000. Yeah, they got all uppity and said, we'll beat you. You'll see someday, stupid Netflix. Burt, number two, was Burt Reynolds turns down, uh, turns down James Bond, The Godfather, Star Wars, Pretty Woman, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he did. Damn, Burt. Turned Shark- all of those down? Sharky's Machine. Stroker Ace. Stroker Ace. <laughs> yeah. The list he A couple took. gems in there. Hooper. Bad management. Yeah. Hooper was good. Don't you bash Hooper. I liked Hooper. Yeah, but it didn't uh, bring didn't, in the money. It wasn't the, a uh, gangbusters movie. Best like little that. whorehouse in Texas. Oh, <laughs> that was you not You didn't good. like that? <laughs> no. The, the top spot went to With a 1956 <laughs> movie, The Conqueror. It starred, uh, only did it star John Wayne as the Asian warlord oh, Genghis yeah. Khan. That was a good one. They, he, they taped it, his eyes down. They filmed it at a nuclear testing site in Utah. 41% of the crew ended up getting cancer in the following decades. <laughs> including oh, the Duke. 21% died from uh, it. Yep, including the Duke. Yeah. Crazy. And uh, 
I wonder if they must have paid that out somehow. But Or not. It was the 50s. You didn't sign anything. You just kind of did what you did. Yeah, Number 41 yeah, exactly. was the uh, rape scene in Revenge of the Nerds. But it yeah. was the 80s back then. That's what they're saying. I mean, rape was still illegal in the 80s. Let's not pretend it wasn't. But when it was number, funny like that, how could you? Number 27 was uh, the blind side. <laughs> I don't blind think we side. could ever say a better time for rape. The 80s? Yeah. It was it really had, It was its heyday. It was rape's, Man, it was rape's halcyon days. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, what was the last one? The blind side. Yeah. Terrible. Portraying Michael Orr as a simpleton. Yeah. I, taught by Sandra Bullock. I feel so vindicated in my hate for Sandra Bullock in that movie. Because initially I hated it because she was in it. And then I realized what it was. And it is so offensive and so bad and so, like, we made fun of her when, it, when she was in trouble. From the Tui. I saved that savage and taught him words. He was a functioning human being before the Tui's got hold of him. Number 16 is pretty solid. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. Um, should have been number one. All of those Star Wars. up there. Number 15, MGM gets teenage Judy Garland hooked on drugs so she could do The Wizard of Oz with an 18-hour shooting uh, shooting days that they had. They gave her downers to help her sleep. Good. And uh, meth to wake her up. Good. <laughs> that was a, it's a classic. It's worth it. I agree, but <laughs> I mean. You tell me right now I'm going to have Wizard of Oz fame and money under my belt. And all I got to do is take some drugs take for the, the shooting addiction. schedule. Yeah, I'll kick it. And you'd be all right living to, you know, 47. Yeah. Got to be honest. I'd she be... had a good time from yeah. 19 to 47, too. Oh, she did. Okay. Drunk all the time, singing and dancing. Hey, you spun uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> you spun me. She lived 90 years in those 47 years because she didn't sleep. I could be anonymous for a while after that. Would you rather have a life with Wizard of Oz that you die young or a life without a Wizard of Oz where you don't die until you're 80? I'd rather have an impactful, meaningful moment than have a, you know, run-of-the-mill average Joe life where you just end up, you know, fuzzing around with a bunch of friends and dying. You mentioned the Will Smith turned down the Matrix and Django Unchained. Yeah. Turned down the Matrix for Wild Wild West. Uh, but that came in at number 49. His uh, slap with Chris Rock was number four. That's up there. What was the number one one? Was that the John Wayne? John Wayne Genghis Conroy. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Uh, it's the what's that old phrase? You either uh, die young, live fast, die young, or well, yeah, I forget what it is. Good corpse. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'd rather just croak out and people going that dude from the Wizard yeah, of Oz. Line, you'd rather burn out than fade away. There it is, burning out and fading away. That's exactly right. Some doddering old weirdo with a dog that bites everybody. I don't want to go out like that. <laughs> I just got to where I am. Oh, great. Check out on time. The greats never know when to get out. Judy Garland, she checked out right on. Perfect. Uh, it's 10-10. We're done. Larry's coming up next. Tomorrow, more chances for you to get on our set jet flight to Vegas to stay at Resort World and watch Shinedown and Adam Ray on our 22nd birthday celebration. The Golden Ticket continues tomorrow. Larry's got uh, a chance for you to win a bunch of stuff, and he'll explain how you guys can walk out of here with Foo Fighters tickets starting on Friday. By tapping that track. Heard Lottie Dahl this morning. That's one of those. you got to practice when we hear a Foo Fighters song. Just practice for now. It starts Friday at 5. We're done. Larry's next. You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow. So long. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. 98.